Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Great form by you hitting play on this podcast. Now, check out Same Racer, the brand new racing app for same race multi-tips. Same Racer. Download from the App Store and Google Play. Powered by Bluebet. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Welcome into the Bears and Izzy for Breakfast podcast. What an awesome week we have had. And Friday, well, it had it all. DJ Dwayne Bravo on the show. What a pleasure that was. Sarah Ulmer counting down the top 25 moments of the last 25 years for Rebel Sport. She was number 20. We also caught up with Colin Mansbridge. Great news down in Christchurch, getting a 30,000-seat stadium. And the legend, Bender, was on the show with Baz and Izzy talking about his days at King's High School in Dunedin, the Ranfurly Shield Challenge, and, of course, the big Bledisloe 2. Catch you on Monday for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Right now at Chemist Warehouse, find Codril day and night, cold and flu, 24 tablets, just $12.99. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Kia ora and good morning to all of our terra. It is Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th, yuck. Anyway, Friday the 13th of August. And we are on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. We are by Kiwis. And we are four Kiwis. I say yuck because I, 13 is a bit scary for me, but I'm sure Izzy will make up for it. <laughs> Izzy, good morning, my son. Good morning, my son. Here he is. Cheers, Dad. <laughs> good to see you, Dad. How are you doing, Dad? You actually got your daddy's slippers on. What are you wearing on your feet today? They're, oh, no. They're, they're, they're nice. Mean, they're nice little sneakers. These little, these little puppies. These little puppies oh, are little beautiful. Nike fast shoes, actually. They got it done on the squash court yesterday, too, these big bad boys. <laughs> Mate, how's about our day? What about Colin Mansbridge coming out of the Crusaders set up, the CEO down there? Your man, Bender, Ben Smith, also a strong Kings boy. He's going to talk to us about a little bit of rugby, a little bit of Ramfilly Shield, a little bit of Bledisloe. Looking forward to him. And then, well, the people have spoken, haven't they? Is we, asked, we asked the other day who you wanted to hear from in terms of West Indian cricketers, and you wanted... DJ Bravo. So I did what I do, and I went and got DJ Bravo for you. 
So I'm looking forward to bringing DJ Bravo on the show, and I'm looking forward to you is having a little sing along with Champion. Oh mate, champion. what an absolute champion! DJ's a champion. I can't wait to have a chat to this man. Um, anyone that comes from the West Indies, Trinidad, and Tobago, they just look like absolute <laughs> legends. I hope he shares all the insights and shares some great stories. Looking forward to chatting to Dwayne Bravo. What a special, special cricketer he is. And uh, chew the fat with, with a great man. Yeah, he'll brighten up our day, that is for sure. Now, I reckon it'd be quite handy if you if everyone sent in some texts, just maybe some questions for DJ Bravo as well. I've got a line of questions, and I'm sure Iz has got a line of questions, but you might want to know something as well. So send us a message on double eight double three. DJ Bravo, what do you want to know about the great man? And also, at some stage today, give us a call on the Kennards Hire phone line on 0800 150811. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. You're in the studio today, mate. You've left the comforts of the pool house in Ahoka. You've headed north to the big smoke. And now you've made your way into the studio in Auckland, surrounded by Louis and Trudy. Yeah, I'm up in the big smoke. I'm up in the big smoke, and this place is absolutely scary. And you could get lost up here and spat out the other side back to Christchurch where you come from. So this weekend's all about making good decisions. So post this. Post this. I'm going to go do some exercise with my good friend, and then I'm going to go back to my hotel. I'm going to lock the door, and I'm going to hibernate. Tomorrow's a big day. All Blacks v Australia, second Bledisloe at Eden Park, and I've got to be on form tomorrow. So uh, if anyone out there is thinking of getting in touch with me, they want to catch up, they want to socialise, no chance. Don't come see me. I'm I'm going back to the hotel and I'm locking the door because many, many times, Bears, have I come up here and made terrible decisions. So this time, I've <laughs> promised my wife I'm not going to do it. I'm going to go home at a sensible hour and I'm going to have some good dinners with some good friends and just be home while like what, what do you reckon Trudy what's a good time oh, half past 10 half past 10 there you go Trudy's called half past 10 is curfew for for Israel dag tonight <laughs> what do you reckon Baz <laughs> <laughs> you're laughing at <laughs> me it sounds a little uh, to me it sounds a little like the other day when Louis was trying to work out what we were going to punt and he was trying to talk himself into picking a horse <laughs> Which ran dead last, <laughs> and I feel that the outcome might not be too dissimilar. What do you, what do you reckon you I'm paying, to talk Baz? yourself into a quiet what, night in the big smoke. What's my odds for a quiet night? Anyway, give us a test. What do you think my odds are? What do you think my odds are for, for Izzy going home at 10.30? I reckon I'm about $1.30 at this moment. My mindset's strong today. I reckon the market might be closed, mate. We'd have to get Paul Moati on the line and find out if they're taking any bets, because I don't reckon they are. But, mate, keep in mind as well, like, you don't start work till tomorrow night. Oh, Bez, trust me, trust me. <laughs> That's been my mindset for the last two years, mate, and I'm sick of going to these games feeling so dusty, hating it. And so <laughs> so today I've actually made the decision. I'm like, no, no, I'm going to make a good decision. Now, the hard thing about this, though, is I'm staying at the QT Hotel. I don't know if you've been to the QT Hotel in Auckland. They've got an absolute balling rooftop bar that you can go up there and get absolutely <laughs> lost. So that's one of my things. And then Marshy will probably turn up later and he'll be in very, very excited when our Marshy goes. So look, like I said, phones off, don't get in touch, I don't want to bar you. <laughs>
you really got to keep better company, as they. <laughs> well, come come see me, Bears. You you're you know you're a sensible sensible lad. What are you doing this weekend? I know you're not going. You talk to me about being sensible. You're going to Tauranga. What's the plans? <laughs> yeah, but I'm going. So there's four of us, four fellas and four girls going down there to go and play some golf, have a couple of wines, and just chill on the beach, actually. Mm. Good friend of mine, Lance O'Sullivan, and his wife, Bridget, have got a house down there. And so we're going over. We had Graham Richardson. He was on the show the other day. He's him and his partner coming down and then Andrew Seabrook from New Zealand Bloodstock and his beautiful wife Justine are also coming down there so it's going to be good listen I and then yeah we do it sort of once a year we go and have a boys have a game of golf girls go and do their sort of what do they do like massages and spas <laughs> or whatever that stuff is um what they, they go do? and take what care do they of do? that what do they do what, what do you reckon they do uh, I, would, I would say a bit of shopping maybe a cocktail um, yes. and yeah, yeah, definitely a facial or a oh, massage. Yeah. Okay. Have I made a gross generalisation here, or the the guys? No, are no, go no, no. Because the, the girls, don't, do the girls, no, the girls don't want to play golf. We know that they don't want to play golf. So what do the girls want to do? And Depends if they play golf. I play golf. I probably play golf. But yeah. you like golf? Love golf. Okay. So Taridi, tick. Are you nine or eighteen? Eighteen. You've played Taridi, Trudes. Oh, champion, six isn't it? Times. Six oh, times. Six times. Oh, no, she's trying the six times Rolling. out there. Rolling. <laughs> yeah. That's more than Rolling. us combined, Bears. What's going on? Hutchie, how much are you paying, Trudy? <laughs> Far out. Oh, can I recommend you take That's your ladies us. to stay overnight? It's oh. really lovely. It'll cost us a whole contract oh. <laughs> <laughs> for one night. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I'll tell you this. I told Bears, I said, Bears, Bears, I'm in Auckland next Friday. I'm in Auckland next Friday. Let's let's go play. Let's go to Tara. Let's go to Tara. Hit up, hit up the good brother. Hit up the brother. And he's gone and just shafted me for the for Lance O'Sullivan, which is fair enough. I'd shaft me for him as well. Hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on. That's not quite how it worked. So this has been booked for a number of months, this little trip this week. And you said while you are leaving the Hilton, about to jump on your private jet with your flash new Louis Vuitton shoes on. <laughs> You're like, next week, next week, Baz. Like, I was like your PA. Baz, just book us in. Just give JK a call. Book, book us in down at, up at Taridi. Yeah, you take care of that, eh? You take care of that. I'm like, I, okay, is, I okay, is master, your quiz master, your boss master, I'll take care of that one. I did not say that. I said, bro, you've got J John Key on speed dial. Can I tag along? Because you're, you're going to go. So can I come as the the Baz and Izzy show? Or is it just the Baz show? I was just going down that line. So I just wanted to. So what I said, what I said is, my brother, I will take care of you. But this week is a different option, okay? I'll, I'll sort it out. We will go. And we'll have a good time. Oh, and I'll look after you. Thank you, And make brother. sure that you do make your appointments the following day. Thank you. Because us as cricketers are very very sensible. <laughs> How's this? A text come in. Text come in. Oh, there's two here. Three dollars twenty before ten thirty. A dollar thirty nine after ten thirty. There you go. Put your name the market to it. Has spoken. <laughs> Here's one though. This is a this is a nice text. Hello for Baz and Izzy. Today, my beautiful daughter and huge fan of your show. Bri is it? Is this Bri how you Brioni. say Brioni? Brioni. Brioni turns eleven years old. Well, happy birthday to. Brioni, Brioni, 
That he is. Yeah. Do you want to sing her a song, bro? Yeah, happy birthday, Brioni. Uh, happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Everyone join you. Happy birthday, Brioni. Happy birthday to you. And it, we should give it her a says, call. We, we'll, you better finish the text too. Yeah, I'll read the rest. Uh, of the she particularly too. looks forward to Quizzy Izzy intro song, though thinks she could help you to polish out one or two of the lyrics without <laughs> demanding a majority <laughs> royalty fee. Thanks for the sensational show and keep up the great work. Happy Friday, Tim the teacher. Oh, so we only read half that. the text and then she's ruined out my rapping skills. So, hey, <laughs> <laughs> no, we really appreciate that, Tim. You're a, you're a good supporter of the show. We, we love your work, mate. So thanks very much and happy birthday, we darling. How good, Absolutely. Baz? Brilliant, mate. Brilliant. And you did, that was a lovely rendition. There was a couple of debatable pitches and tones in there coming <laughs> mainly out of Matter Matter, but the rest of you guys were outstanding. <laughs> oh. We've got a big uh, show. Mate, Friday best. tipple today too. Yeah, what about the Friday tipple? That's going to challenge the odds of your bedtime as well, just quietly, starting at about 8.30 this morning. Just venturing into that, but I'm sure you'll drink responsibly. 100%. Surrounded by good people. Yep. Trudy will lead me in the right um, direction. Yep, she'll look after you. We've got, uh, we've got plenty going on actually today, mate. We've also got Colin Mansbridge. I'm looking forward to hearing you sort of chat with him really i'll ask a couple of questions but you obviously know him very well and a few things going on down there in, in christchurch and in and around the crusaders footy in the stadium in particular yeah what a, i'm looking forward to having a chat to colin and um see what you know i just want to get his uh thoughts on this process it's been a hell of a process you know just even trying to get a stake in the ground is taking forever and then this has come along and just added another little dimension but they've they've all worked it out the councillors have uh seen the light and it was a no-brainer really i know uh 25,000 i was reading a stat like 50 cost 50 million to add those extra 5,000 seats that's 10,000 a seat did the maths last night and <laughs> that's some money. That's the seats be... you sit in at the right end. <laughs> no, that's not my seats, mate. But but it was worth it. It was definitely worth it. Um, Christchurch City has been starved of events for over the last 10 to 12 years. They haven't had a, a world-class stadium. They've been running around Rugby League Park, which is not a bad park. Um, but, it's, yeah, it's time. It's time. So I'm looking forward to having a chat about that and getting his insights and uh, his thoughts of what this does for the for the city and not over the Crusaders, but future events going forward. Spot on, mate. Looking forward to that chat. And we've also got Ben Smith on the phone later on and then DJ Bravo. But we're going to talk Ramfilly Shell. We're going to talk Bledisloe 2. We're going to talk the Warriors. Are they going to be up and about looking for their third in a row? We're going to talk a little bit about the India dominance over England in this test match as well after England won the toss and chose to bowl. And India is just dominating them with the bat in hand. And maybe we'll go into a little bit more of Izzy's weekend <laughs> plans for the big smoke. It is quarter past, well, 16 minutes past six on Friday the 13th, and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day.
21 past 6 on Friday the 13th. It's a little bit creepy, but we're having fun here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Double eight, double three is the text line. Some awesome texts coming through nice and early. Uh, Bryony loved the happy birthday song. Cheers, Tim. Thank you, Tim. You and Bryony, well, you guys could be sleeping very comfy in a temper bed valued at $10,000 for our text of the month. Our text of the week, well, we've got one to announce later on, and that person will come away with a temper pillow. 0800 150811. Give us a call on the Kenatire phone line on a Friday. We'd love to hear from you because it's a big sporting weekend ahead, Baz. Yeah, it sure is, including the Ramfilly Shield, Louis, uh, which we're going to... I'm just going to ask a couple of questions of our man Izzy in a second, but just before we get to that, oh, Paddy, Paddy, odds on the Baz and Izzy breakfast show having a singing career <laughs> after radio, not great. <laughs> All right. No worries, Paddy. He's disappointed. C-A-R-R-E-R. So the thoughts on you having a spelling career after whatever it is you do, Paddy, is not great either. So we'll call it even, eh? We all have various talents, and singing may not be one of ours. It is Izzy's, but not I don't know if it is mine. I was, I was leading that, that, that song, and uh, I was, uh, uh, he was listening to me. So anyway, so right. hey, we got a good uh, text before you get started, Baz. We've got a great text here. Hey, men, congratulations on this really good show. It makes the drive to work a hell of a lot easier, listening to great banter and stories as well as up-to-date news. Thanks, Trudy. Even some of the punting tips aren't too bad. Shot, Louie. Cheers, Phil, from Westport. So there you go. But... Uh, but a pick me up Friday, how good! Thanks, Phil. Love your support. Yeah, Grand Fairly Bears. Yeah, well, he's listening on ninety three point three FM over there in Westport as well. So thank you very much for that, Phil. Yeah, mate. Um, obviously, a team which is close to your heart in Hawks Bay mm. and a close well and Otago because you wore that cap too. Um, are going to duel it out. They're going to duke it out at. The uh, McLean Park Napier tomorrow afternoon. I think what time's that game? Is it four thirty-five? Two thirty. I think it's four thirty-five. But it, but that was before the test match was was in Wellington, so mm. I might be moved forward uh, earlier. Unsure, but it, yeah, it's in McLean Park. Okay, we'll get those. We'll get those details anyway. And obviously, McLean Park Napier not probably needs a bit of an upgrade as well. And, <laughs> You mentioned it's a cricket ground, but it's not really a cricket ground because cricket grounds run north-south with a slight angle of 10 to 15 degrees east, east of north is the ideal placement for the cricket wicket. But at Napier, they don't tend to have that, unfortunately, albeit it's hosted some some pretty good games. Uh, Hawks Bay, $1.38, Otago, two ninety. But surely the Otago boys will get up, wouldn't they? Is no, no, you got no chance. Bears. <laughs> what are you on about? No way. Uh, look, Ramfilly Shield, mate. It's it's an it's a it's a it's a trophy, a shield that has reached in in history. You know, it's got so much history behind it. It's been going for over a hundred years. Uh, the occasion, the history behind it, what it means to the region. You, oh, that's what I love when it, when a new side wins that that Ranfilly Shield, and they go back to the regions and they go down the streets to have a wee parade and you still see what, what it actually means to to the to the people of the regions and Hawke's Bay have had it for probably the last year and a half. Um, and there was a time there when Canterbury had it for about 10 years, so it actually got lost in Christchurch for a while. But so it's great to see it back out there in the regions. 
Uh, Hawks Bay, very disappointing last week um, against Taranaki. Uh, they just ill-disciplined at the start of that game. Never really got started, but like the, the All Blacks gave the Taranaki boys a, a head start. I think they got out to 19-0. Um, so against a quality size like Taranaki, that you just got no chance. So I know the boys, well, I had a good chat with Ash Dixon last night. Uh, I know he'll be, um, he'll be hurting from that, and the, he knows how much this 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 shield means to the region and what it takes. I was lucky enough to be able to play in a couple um, for Hawks Bay Magpies. We went up to Counties Manukau and Pukekaui in 2014 and uh, we actually we actually won the trophy, so uh, won the shield back from, from Counties, which was a very special uh, moment. I was at the time representing the All Blacks but wasn't playing, so I needed game time and, and lucky enough that Hawks Bay, a, very t- a team that I hold special close to my heart, gave me that opportunity to go back. So, Baz, it's a, it's a wonderful, wonderful uh, shield, wonderful trophy that still, to this day, thinks I think it has its, um, that appeal that that most of these, the you know, Bledisloes, the Weebellists have to, to the regions. So so why is that? Like, from a layman's, um, or from a fan's point of view, it seems like, oh, I love the Ramfilly shield, you know, it's something which, hmm. the, the traditions of it, and it's got to be passed around, but what is it? that is so special is it the stories of the Ramfilly shield the actual shield itself and how it gets passed around when you're uh, when you're out after after a win or what is the actual such special thing about it i just think it's the, the mana that it holds like you think back to the earlier days um you know uh, the caltramains you know the the real hawks bay legends back in the day in the 60s when they were winning it and they were hard to beat, and then you, and then it goes to Canterbury, and they're holding it like just just where that shield has travelled and travelled, and the stories it's told. I think that's that's the special thing about this this shield. It is like when you see it, it is old. You know, you can tell it's been around for for a very long time, and and I guess you just think about all the the kind of battles that have gone on on the field, the legends that have probably touched this trophy and, and raised it above their heads. You know, that's the kind of thing that really hits home. And, and as a player, when you get an opportunity like that to to actually, you know, play for that uh, shield and then uh, at the end of it actually lift it over your head and, and you know, you're sitting next to it in the in the bus, that's when you're like, you know, this is this is amazing to, to be able to do things that other legends have done. Is, is it also because, uh, like, you can win... Like the best teams, the strongest teams win the championships, but you can win one game and take the shield. So you don't necessarily have to be the most resourced or, or they have the strongest players, but you can peak on the day. So it gives the smaller um, provinces an opportunity to, to have their moment in the sun. 100%, mate. Like, and, and I think it was a couple of weeks ago, Hawks Bay played North Otago, you know, the second division side. Yeah. They had an opportunity to play for the shield. Real, you know, real, reality is they... They weren't going to win it. Um, the the resources weren't there, but the the coach was speaking about it at half time. They were down forty nil, but he's like, mate, this is their test match. This is their moment to go out there. This is the biggest game of these guys' lives, and that's what it's all about. You know, it's not about the top sides, the Aucklands, the Canterbury's, the Tasmans playing for a championship. Like you said, this is an opportunity for these probably uh, less resources side to go out there and play for the shield and potentially hold the shield. And it only takes, yeah, that's that's the best thing. It only takes one game, you know, you, that one game where you front up like Otago this weekend, they could turn up to McLean Park, put on an absolute clinic, and they walk home with the, with the treats. And how special would that be? So I want to throw a question out to the, to everyone listening to the show, if you've got your fondest memory of the Shield, give us a text on double eight double three. What what do you love about the Ramfilly Shield, and do you have any great 
memories of, of the Ramfilly Shield because uh, I think there'd be some awesome, awesome memories out there. Yeah, great, great initiative there is, and great question as well. Maybe on the back of that too, what about some of the good stories of the Ramfilly Shield heading around the country? <laughs> you got any of those? Uh, mind hearing them well, too. <laughs> uh, look, there's a few tales that have been thrown around the rugby, uh, rugby, you know, chat lines and things like that. But uh, we we might have to go off here and chat about those. To be honest, Bez. <laughs> No, but... but you guys out there might have something that you want to share with us as well. So give us a call on the Kennard's High phone line 0800 150 811 or send us a message on double eight double three. It's coming up to 6.30 in the morning on Friday the 13th of August, which means we've got Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. You're 29 minutes away from 7am on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Double eight, double three is the text line. And this is the spot where we talk all things thoroughbred racing. Your home for everything thoroughbred racing is, of course, loveracing.nz. And speaking of, great show, boys. Love the banter and wide-ranging discussion on all things sport and racing. Cheers, Bernard Saundry. Wow. Right back at you, Bernard, doing a fantastic job there at NZTR. It's Grand National Steeplechase weekend, boys, and there is a, an extremely short favourite. I don't know whether we would have seen a favourite this short potentially ever in the 146 runnings, running of uh, 45 runnings before of the Grand National Steeplechase. Tallyho Twinkle Toe is going to open probably at a dollar forty, if not shorter. Sean Phelan for Kevin Myers. This is this is tough work. They're going over the sticks. It's up and down. It's the proper big sticks as well, the steeplechase. But this thing is just a freak. It just seems to go and go and go. And Dummy Myers has worked it all out. So that's happening tomorrow down at Rickerton at 2.15pm for $75,000. And a bit of news out of the racing world yesterday. Top trainer Stephen McKee, is, he's pulled plug. He's had an epic, epic career has Steve. He's, he's done some amazing things. You think about Mufasa. Uh, Sunline, of course, which he trained with his late father, Trevor. And he's just said, I'm exhausted. He's 58 now. He's been getting up at 4 a.m., just like us, except for a bit longer than us, 40-odd years since he was 14. And he wants to do things with his life. So he's cashing in his ch- chips and saying, I've, I've had a good run at it. And it's a, it's a little bit sad, but it's, it's fair play to him, isn't it, Baz? He's a bit of a legend. <clears throat> he is a legend, old sticko, and he's a... A big golfing man as well, is he? So we'll get him on the golf course at some stage and have a bit of a bash living out there in Ardmore and not far away from that uh, golf course, Windross Valley. But um, Windross Farm, not Windross Valley. Um, but, yeah, no, he's an absolute champion. He's been a legend of the racing game for a long time. Incredibly well-liked by everyone involved in the industry as well. Um, and it's a bit sad seeing him step away and... I want to talk to him today, but Louis, you grabbed him for your show tomorrow, so so no worries. Let's see what your priorities are. Oh, anyway, yes, we'll, uh, that's right. You and I, you and I, is we'll just keep banging away, mate, trying to do our best. Wow. Eh, for Baz and Izzy. We'll keep grinding, breakfast. Bro. We'll keep grinding. Hey, Baz, uh, Baz, 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 Baz. Yeah. Have you got a tip for me, mate? Have you got a tip for everyone out there? I want to punch something on the nose. What do you right, got? I do. I do. Yeah, I do. I've gone deep into the. I've gone deep into the calendar. Mm-hmm. And if you have a little look tomorrow on the calendar, race five at a place called Goulburn. Okay, Goulburn, G O U L B U R N. For yeah. us Kiwis who don't know Australia very well. Yeah, yeah. Race five. If you have a look down the card a little bit, there's a horse, and with the OTI silks on, number eight called Seven Twenty. 
Now it's a Kiwi horse ran in the Caracamillion, and it's now fresh up over there in Australia. It's got Dylan Gibbons on top, who's going to claim three. So the horse is going to carry 54 kilos, or the filly is going to carry 54 kilos. She's drawn the three, trained by Matthew Smith. There's no odds up at the moment, but when they get up, get on. Don't be a moron. Get more on, is he? <laughs> there we go. Thanks, Bez. Thank you. I'm going to punt the nose off that thing. It's fresh up. I love it when it's fresh up. <laughs> get a fresh up in it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, that's great horse racing parlance. It's brilliant. It's, it's, come, it's coming up 6.36 in the morning, and oh, what is up next? It's your favourite time, Izzy. It's the Quizzy Dag. Take on the Ismaster. You can win a $50 bonus bet with the TAB. Call now, 0800-150-811. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast, 20 minutes away from 7 o'clock. And how good's this? The Ranfurly Shield, just like always, gets people firing. 0800 150 811. It's the Kennards Hire phone line, and we've got Cam on the line talking Ranfurly Shield. G'day, Cam. Yeah, g'day, boys. How are you? Yeah, good, Cam. Good, Cam. Thanks for tuning in, mate. Well, what, what do you got for us? What story you got, bud? So, um, it's not really uh, when my team won it, so I'm a county's Minicow. Uh, boy in that and when we won it for the first time back in uh, 2013 yes we um, yeah I lost it to Izzy's uh, oh. horse bay which uh, we won't go we won't go there <laughs> sorry bud yeah no that's alright mate we'll let you have that one <laughs> um, but no probably my biggest memory was um, when uh, when Waikato had it um back in 2015 and they actually uh, some of the players took it down to the field days and uh, I just got a photo of me holding the Ram Philly shield awesome um, still to this day so yeah that was one proud moment because I know that you know the majority of New Zealanders will never get to place a fingertip on it so for me being able to hold it was a very special moment Awesome, awesome, Cam. Well, do you think that 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 shield still has its kind of mana and stigma to it? You know, everyone still loves it for the around in the people. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You know, it was it's been around since 1902. Yeah. Um, when it was first gifted to the rugby union. Um. So yeah, definitely. You know, it's one of um. You know, it's a very old sporting prize in New Zealand, and that. Nice, nice. Well, well, thanks for your insights, Cam. We're going to have to let you go, mate, but really appreciate your call, and thanks for tuning in. Love your work, mate. Thanks, mate. Oh, we're going to go to Graham. Graham, you there? Yes, I am. Uh, well, one of the greatest Ranfurdy Shield games of all time was the 1947 challenge that Auckland put into Otago. Now, um, Otago had a magnificent run when they took the shield off Southland in 1947. Mm. The Ranfurly Shield was in the South Island between Southland and Otago from 1935 to 1950. Otago had a marvellous run of 18 challenges coached by the great Vic Cavana and captained by all-black captain Ron Alberts. And in that period, they had 11 All Blacks went to South Africa in 1949. And if Kavana had gone there 
And if Jimmy Haig hadn't turned to league, we may well have beaten South Africa for the first time in 49 instead of 1996. However, going back to this game, uh, Ranfurly Shield was so popular, yeah. uh, people used to stop out overnight, sleep outside Carisbrook. Oh. And one time I said to my dad, Lord, you drop me into bed so I want to get a ticket. Now, I went in the morning before I went to school, <laughs> and the queue stretched from Beggs up Princess Street, round Murray Place, up Stewart Street, and back to Ockton, right round the block for people to get the tickets. And we had crowds. When Southland came up to play for the Shield, they had a pipe band piped all the way to Carisbrook. It was phenomenal. And anyway, going back to this game, uh, Auckland uh, had a good lead at half time, 12 3. And their coach, Vic Butler, who was principal of um, Mount Roscoe Grammar School, said to the boys at half time, Now listen, lads, hang on to that lead, defend that lead, which, <laughs> as we know, didn't work out. And Otago came up in the second half. Jimmy Kearney potted the winning goal, and they kept the shield. Now, my father, Jack Donaldson, uh, of the Donaldson Brothers bookmakers in both uh, Dunedin and Wellington, had 50-pound bet on Otago winning by three points. When Jimmy potted that goal, he said, Hey, Jimmy, buy yourself the best tie in town, which he did. And that was a magnificent game. I saw several games here that I can recall, but this was this was perhaps one of the greatest wins of all time. How's Beautiful. That? Graham, that is fantastic. That is, and that is why the Ramfrilly Shield means so much to so many people. Thank you very much for sharing that with us as well, Graham. And, Hopefully, old Jimmy can take his 50 quid and get the 290 on offer for Otago this weekend before they get on <laughs> their stretch of maybe 18 challenges in a row once they overcome the mighty Hawks Bay. Great calls. Thank you very much for taking the time. And now it is time for our next very, very important part of the show. Can you be it's Quizzy Dag. Quiz for the ages to prove yourself. The quiz master, the is master, stay with me. Or oh, this might be an absolute disaster. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, if you think you got what it takes, give us a call on 0800 150 811. Yes, boy. Graham, mate, that is, if he's not an encyclopedia, I don't know what is. Graham had some chat on him. So thanks for the call, Graham. Unreal, mate. Really appreciate it. But now it's time for the quiz. If you think you got what it takes, 0800-150-811 to take on the quiz master. The is master. The shiz master. Here we go. Five questions. Five questions. You get them all right, you win a $50 TAB voucher. Here we go. Kevin. How are you? Yeah, I'm bloody good today, actually, Kevin. I woke up and I'm real happy. How are you? Yeah, I'm very good, too. Yeah. yeah. You feeling confident? Oh, I uh, hope so. All right, mate. All right, here we go. Here we go. 
Who are the current champions of the English Premier League? Um, Man City. Yes, boy. Well done, Kevin. Question number two. Who is the captain of the New Zealand Breakers? Um, oh, God. Five, uh, four, yeah. three, no, two, Sorry, yeah. one. Dun, dun. Oh. Thanks. That's all right, mate. Next time, Kevin, next time. Give us a call next time, brother. You, you, you'll you, give a good chance. Here we go. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. Who is the captain of the New Zealand Breakers? If you think you got what it takes, give us a call. All right? Because uh, otherwise I'm taking the money. Because I need it. I'm in Auckland. It's very, very expensive. All right? So, Jordan. Good morning, Jordan. Who is the Hi, morning? Who is the captain of New Zealand Breakers? Uh, Tom Abercrombie. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Phil Mickelson because uh, became the oldest major champion this year. How old was he? Um, five, four, three, two. Fifty-one. Oh, yeah. No, unlucky. Thanks, Jordan. <laughs> Unlucky, mate. Hey, Callum. Good morning, Callum. Yo. Hey, brother. Phil Mickerson became the oldest golf major champion this year. How old was he? 50. Yeah, beautiful, mate. Where are the 2021 Paralympics being held? Uh, is it Japan? Yeah, you got to get that one. That was a trick question, but you got it. Easy. That's all right. In which city is the Grand National Steeplechase being held? In which city? Yep. Uh, what? Is that in New Zealand? Yeah, in which city is the Grand National yep. Steeplechase uh, being held? Goulburn. Did he say? Oh, that, no, 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 that's no, no, his, that was his tip. That was his tip. Nah. That was just unlucky, mate. Yeah. Unlucky, brother. Sorry, Callum. Oh, that's stiff. Okay. At least you're Sorry, listening mate. to the tip. At least you're listening. He was listening. He was listening. Brenton. Good morning, Brenton. Hey, mate. Hey, mate. Last question. 50 bucks is all yours. In which city has the Grand National Steeper Chase been held? Maryside in the UK. Oh, mate. In New Zealand. It's in New Zealand. Oh, New Zealand. Uh, I'm going to say city will go Nelson. <laughs> 50 bucks, fellas. Last question. Simon, good morning. Morning, boys. In which New Zealand city is the Grand National Steeplechase being held? Yes, yes, yes. Simon, see, Simon. Well done, mate. Courtesy of the TAB, you've won $50. Hold on the line, the team will sort you out, brother. There you go, Bears. There you go, Bears. Well done, well done. As your energy is just infectious right now, the office, the studio is up and about, and why wouldn't they be? His master is in the big smoke, and he's nailed another edition of the Quizmaster. It's 6.51 in the morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SENZ. For Rebel Sport, celebrating 25 years of helping Kiwis find their win, it's New Zealand's top 25 sporting moments from the last 25 years. Number 20. It's going away, 1.9 seconds. She is in a class of her own, Sarah Orwell. This is incredible riding. The go-ahead of a world-class athlete like that is a sight to behold. And Sarah Orwell... 
is going away from Katie McTeer. It may be another world record. 2.5 of a second is the margin. She gets the bell lap now. It's going to be a sweet victory. An amazing moment for Sarah Ulmer. The world record, 326.4. She's going to be the Olympic champion. Take a bow, Sarah Ulmer, in the front straight. And the world record may fall as well. It will. What a moment. 324.537. It's a moment to cherish. Pure gold. The humble champion. Number 20, Sarah Ulmer wins gold in world record time in the individual pursuit in Athens. Her grandfather, Ron, represented New Zealand as a track cyclist at the 1938 Empire Games, and her father, Gary, was a national road and track champion. So she had all of the cycling pedigree in the world, and that shone through when Sarah Ulmer did her family proud and became New Zealand's first Olympic cycling gold medalist when she won the 3,000-metre individual pursuit at Athens in 2004. Competing at her first Olympics at Atlanta in 1996, she was seventh in the 3,000 individual pursuit by 1998. She was one of the major figures in her sport and won the Commonwealth Golds, uh, Games gold medal at Kuala Lumpur. Two years later at the Sydney Olympics, when she was not in the best condition due to her health, she was edged out of the bronze medal. By the time the Athens came, by the time Athens came along, she was a very well-rounded competitor. Alma's strength in the individual pursuit was that she held her speed so well, whereas others tended to blast out of the blocks and then wobble home. In the final, almost trailed by a second after 1,000. Metres when she was done, she had won this by a staggering more than three seconds. This is a sport that is measured in thousandths of a second. Where were, where were you when Sarah Ulmer Sarah did herself and her family so proud in Athens in 2004? What fond memories they are of her getting her lap, round, her lap wrapped in the Kiwi flag. Text us your memories on double eight, double three. Great memories from Sarah Ulmer and many great memories of Kiwi moments over the last 25 years. The top 25 is counting down here on SENZ across all of our shows on SENZ. That was ours for Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're going to get to a whole host of other things after the news, but we've got plenty of texts we want to get through too because you guys have been red hot on the machine this morning. The Ramfilly Shield has got you up and about. I'm looking forward to those who've also got DJ Bravo out of the Caribbean to come. So I'm looking forward to that. We should be able to have a bit of a laugh and a bit of a joke. But it's for cafe time for us. And here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on ECNZ. Kia and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ, and it is Friday the 13th. I'm pleased, Trudy, you cleared that up for us, and we can move on. Immense amount of positivity heading into the day. No one more positive than my co-host right now who is up in the big smoke. Look out, Izzy Dak. <laughs> yes, it's been a good morning so far, my friend. It's been a great morning. We've had some great texts coming in regarding the Ramfilly Shield and, uh, yeah, just cherishing that moment. Uh, the great Sarah Ulmer coming in at 20th. Look, to be honest, I'm a terrible reader. I can't even read to my kids, so I apologise for that and didn't really uh, make sense of that great moment. So uh, that was a unbelievable moment in history she deserves everything that she's got she goes down as one of the greatest so uh it's been a great great morning bears i'm really enjoying it. i'm looking forward to this next chat the great Dwayne bravo oh 
What kind of um, what kind of Dwayne are we going to get? You reckon? Well, I think DJ might be up and about. I'm trying to work the time out. It's about 3 p.m. over in Trini. Oh. And that's normally about what time that DJ gets up. So, look, <laughs> I'm looking forward to this. I think you two are going to gel very nicely. Yes. I think, you know, the competitiveness could come out. But anyway, it is the legend that is DJ Bravo. We asked you, you all the other day if you want to hear from a West Indian legend, who would it be? And... It was DJ Bravo was unanimous in the vote. So what do we do? We go and get DJ Bravo, don't we? So we're very lucky to have him on the uh, on the show. He is a West Indian legend. He's played all around the world. He is a born winner. He I've had the pleasure to play um, Bez, with Bez. DJ what, Bez, and what play kind, against what him. What kind of player was he though? Like when you're playing with him, like was he just erratic, or did you just let let him go? Did you just let him go? Just let him play, or what? Uh, mate, he's um, look. He's got flair, absolute flair. There's no doubting that. Um, but uh, he's also got a lot of structure. And he's very driven. He's yes. very, very intelligent. He's one of the best leader of men that I've actually come across as well. And we're just having a couple of troubles trying to track him down, such as the phone lines in Trini. <laughs> he's in Trinidad. It's a bad ears, By the way, which I know is unfolding. So. Hey, Bez. but anyway, um, Bez, Bez, I would ask yeah. you when you when you get a player like. Uh, that that like that's free willed like yourself as a captain. How do how do you captain players like that? Um, you kind of let him go, mate. Like yeah. The, the thing about the thing about DJ, the thing about most of the West Indian boys that I've had the pleasure of playing with and captaining at times is that they are incredibly motivated. Right, they just go about their work in a different manner. They're, they're born winners. They're highly yeah. competitive, and they just. They know what they need to do to, to be able to go out there and perform. And I do believe we have DJ on the phone. So finally he's woken up from his afternoon sleep, has <laughs> the great man DJ Bravo. Looking forward to chatting to you. Good morning, DJ. Or good afternoon. How are, how, how are you, coach? How are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, my brother. You're, I've also got Izzy on the phone here as well. Well, he's on, on the show with us too. Now he's... He can actually sing. He's not like you, DJ. Like you, you masquerade as a singer, but you get paid he's all these millions singer. of dollars to do these things, eh? and he can actually no, he, sing. He's a proper singer. <laughs> a champion. DJ's a champion. Everyone's a champion. <laughs> oh, how you doing? How you doing at the moment, brother? What's happening? Nothing. I'm actually getting a massage from our favorite uh, massage therapist, Kelly. Oh, hello, Kelly. What a legend Kelly is as well. So, Kelly, so we play in the same team. Well, we did until DJ's left Trinidad. But he is the king of Trinidad as well. But And Kelly is a massage therapist there. She's like the mother of the team. She looks after everyone, pulls everyone into line. Actually, she could pull you into line as well, is he, on a Saturday night in... <laughs> In Auckland. We all need yeah, that. Yeah, she is. Mummy Kelly. <laughs> Mummy Kelly, that's right. <laughs> Mate, talk to us a, a couple of things. A couple of things, right? So you're a born winner, first and foremost. So you win everything that you do, but now you've left Trinidad. You've gone to a new team in St. Kitts. What's going to happen this year yeah. in the, the Caribbean Premier League? Um, it's going to be excited as always. Um I give myself two years to win one title, so I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year, but I can I can guarantee win one out of those two years. So that's my aim, that's my drive, that's my motivation. 
to try and lead a, a, a group, a team that has never won it before. So that in itself is my biggest motivation factor. Hey, Dwayne, um, there's a lot of chat about the Olympics and if the cricket would, would go to the Olympics. And Baz was saying that Trinidad and Tobago would be a team that would actually go there and could win gold. Is that something that excites you? Um, by that time, I'll be retired, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but, um, it depends on the format. If it's a, if it's a T10 or, or, or a T5 or something, we don't know what will happen, but uh, it will be good for the sport to actually be a part of the Olympics. Um, uh, that, that definitely will excite a lot of cricket and fans around the world. Um, so, yeah, but Trinidad and Tobago, I don't know if you'll be able to... Um, yeah, again, it depends on the format, to be honest. Uh, the shorter the format, the better for us. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, hey, hey, mate, well, I know that um, that Colin Munro has, uh, has done exceptionally well over there for, uh, for TKR and in the CPL. He's missed out on the T20 World Cup squad. What are, you, what are your thoughts on Colin yeah. Munro? Yeah, I saw it. I saw he made it. Um, you know, his he stressed his disappointment um, as a as a teammate of mine. Definitely, I will be disappointed for him. Also, I still believe Monaz is still a very good player and one of the best T20 batters around. And uh, so it's really sad that um, you know he was expected to be selected to be a part of the, the group and was overlooked. Um, but um, yeah, I will always support Manas as a, as a player because of what he has done for my team in Trinidad over the years and um, the fair factor he brings, you know. Um, he's a world-class player and uh, it's just sad that he, what might have been his last World Cup, just turned out to be a, a sad ending for such a great player. OK, we'll change it up a little bit. I was going to ask you how much more you like Kiwis and Aussies, but I actually know the answer to that, so I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> <I'm> gonna, um... <laughs> I noticed it was your son's birthday hey. yesterday, Dwayne. So yeah. can you tell us, so you have four kids, right? No, 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 three. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, three. Sorry, I thought you were only, only three. So you have three, three kids. What are their names, please, DJ? Uh, my daughter is Dwayne's. She's 17. My first son is Dwayne Bravo Jr. He's... And my last boy, his birthday was four, four, uh, yesterday. His name is Dwayne. Yeah. So they all take by their daddy. Oh, mate, what about in the music world? What's going on in your music world at the moment? Oh, that's a proper song you guys playing there, man. It, it, it's come nice on, Dwayne. Come on, Dwayne. Okay. Bravo. Dwayne, Dwayne, I want to ask you, mate. I want to ask you, mate. Is, is there any future singles coming out, brother? What have you got for us in the pipeline? 
I'm actually, to be honest, I'm going to my studio tomorrow. I have my own production studio, and I just um, messaged my team today, and I told them, okay, I'm leaving the country on Sunday. Let's meet in the studio tomorrow. There's a World Cup around the corner. We are two-time world champions. Let's see what, what we can come up with. Oh, beautiful. We're going to try well. and create something. <laughs> well, last time you created something, it was good enough to carry on and win. You guys must have huge ambitions for that World Cup as well. Brav, the team is stacked with the best T20 players in the world. Yeah, it's a very good team. Um, it seems like um, at the moment we look like PSG at the moment. <laughs> probably on the same wicket too, eh, brother? So probably on the same whack too. You're Messi, eh? <laughs> uh, but um, yeah, it's a it's a it's a good team, um, well led by Captain Pollard and the coach Phil Simmons. Good squad, Russell Gale. So it's a good blend with youth and experience. Um, so we're definitely looking forward to it. But the T20 World Cup is never an easy tournament because it's all the quality players, all the quality nations versus each other and we are in the group of death as we call it west indies uh, not new zealand south africa australia um england so um yeah but that's not the group australia is hopeless at t20 yeah uh you, yeah, you, you're right, actually. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but as a cricket nation, they are powerful. They are powerful powerhouse. So whenever you hear Australia, regardless of what they do in T20 cricket, you still give them that respect. But, um, yeah, you are right. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, just, I just want to talk one thing as well. Um, I've had the pleasure of being able to play with you for a long time and be led by you as well. And, you're one of the best leaders of men that I've had the chance to play under and, and play with. And I know how much it means to you to develop the next wave of West Indian and, and Trinidad cricketers in particular. Is that what one of the motivating factors for you to keep going? Yeah, definitely. Um, it's uh, When I announced my return to international cricket after missing out a, a few years, um, for me, I want to come back and have an impact not only with the ball or with the bat, but to be able to share my knowledge and experience with a younger bowling group and uh, work close, closer to them um, and try to get them to understand bowling and understand the game. And for the last few series, it, it's been working. Uh, the West Indies T20 bowling group has improved a lot um, in the last few years. And, and one guy to stand out is Obed McCoy. He's a big difference, uh, different bowler for now than he was a few years ago. Um, we never lack talent in the Caribbean. Uh, we just need guidance and, 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 and proper uh, management and, and getting players to understand the game and uh, how T20 flows. And I think that's where my experience comes in and, and um, where I can pass it off to the other players. Absolute legend. Well, we'll let you go, DJ. Seeing you've got Kelly working away on you at the moment. But uh, thank you so much for joining us here, bro, on um, Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Love you, I'm going to miss brother. you. I'm not going to make it. Not going to make thank it to the much. Caribbean Premier League this year. But miss you lots. Thanks. 
you very much. Kelly says she is going to definitely miss you. <laughs> and uh, while I'm on this air, I just want to shout out to uh, Baz. You are the second best coach in the world, but the first best coach is, is uh, Steven Fleming, Jose Moreno. It's a dagger to the heart. How much did Flynn pay you to do that? <laughs> he doesn't do anything for free. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Unbelievable. Thanks. All right. Cheers. All right. Thanks, Brav. Thanks, See you, brother. Oh, what a legend, DJ Bravo. How good is that? All the way from Trinidad as well, eh? On the massage table. Mate, honestly, I can't can't talk more highly of, of that man. Um, is he's just an absolute champion. He's a maverick on the field at times, but he just has such a sense of drive and determination to succeed in sport and what he's doing for the people of Trinidad in particular, Trinidad and Tobago, and also the people in the Caribbean is is something quite remarkable. So we're so lucky to get him on our show, mate. 100%. Thanks for jacking that up, mate. And he was an absolute champion when I started playing that tune. He started singing it, getting into it, and he's just announced that he's bringing out another, another single. So, mate, well done on getting that and great work, brother. Cheers, brother. All right, it is 7.17 in the morning on Friday the 13th, and you're listening to Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Breakfast of champions this morning, 22 and a half minutes past 7 o'clock. Absolutely loved Dwayne Bravo. And uh, we've had some correspondence on the text machine, double eight, double three, that would be putting themselves right there for a temper bed worth $10,000 for text of the month. Text of the week, it wins a temper pillow valued at $299. And we will be announcing that in the next hour for this week. Give us a call, any stage, 0800 uh, well, 100-150-811, that's the Kennard's High phone line. Good to hear from some of you in the first hour as well, wasn't it, Baz? Yeah, it sure was. There's a text here. Put your, please put your name to it so we can actually say, say your name. That was an absolute legendary interview, guys. What a great way to start a day. Thanks for the entertainment. Thank you very much for the kind words. It was a good interview. He's a good man. Just a born entertainer and a born leader as well. And what about a shout-out to Stephen Fleming as well? He calls him <laughs> Jose... Calls him Jose Mourinho, and I know that Flem will be listening as well, is he? Because he is a closet as an Izzy listener, as a whole Stephen. He's Flemmel. just looking for closet things to pay us out for, isn't he? Yeah, and how much would he have set that little that little thing up there with DJ Bravo oh, as well? Just make that. sure you mention me on their show and grind their gears. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was awesome. Now we'll take that one off. We've still got some pretty cool guests to come as well. We've got uh, Colin Mansbridge from. The Crusader CEO to come, and also the former All Black, former Otago man, former Kings boy. What a school that is down at Dunedin, just quietly. Ben Smith, he's to come too. Um, but, you know, we're going to preview a little bit of, uh, well, we've done some Ramfrey Shield, but we're going to preview a little bit of the Bledisloe. And what better man to talk through us, talk through the Bledisloe with us as a co host, my co host, Izzy Dag. He must be getting pretty pumped, mate. Bledisloe Eve. Yeah, I'm pumped, mate, but uh, I just want to say that I'm a terrible selector because all my selections yesterday were not even close. Will Jordan, Will Jordan was thereabouts. So, yeah, they've made some changes, probably forced changes. Uh, TJ Pinata 
going on the bench. It's great to see our good friend TJ coming back, getting an opportunity. Uh, what does TJ bring? He's a ton of experience, 69 tests uh, for the great All Black side. Uh, brings, uh, yeah, like I said, a lot of experience. What he's great at on the field, he's a competitor. His ability to win everything, every little moment. And what is his great asset? I think is his ability at the breakdown. He, he adds that another factor into that, that loose forward trio. He is so good over the ball. So if the Australians make a break or anything and get behind the game line, he'll just swoop on that ball and jackle the ball over. So great to see him in the air. And then Rico, Rico Iwani going to centre. Look, to be honest, I was a little bit apprehensive with this this decision. Um, I'd like to hear your thoughts anyways with the, the team that they've selected. So give us a text on double eight double three what you think about the side. But Rico Iwani at centre. Look, I think he's an out-and-out wing for me, to be honest. He is so quick. He is so, so quick. That that try that was disallowed, you watched that little moment and seeing him come from behind that defender to get in front of him to get that pass from Damien McKenzie, that just shows how very quick he is. And he's a wonderful finisher. For me, uh, it, that is his position. But this weekend he's playing centre. He's up against a great Hunter Pasami for Australia. Hunter Pasami is an absolute little bulldozer. He's an absolute tank. He will put on some hard tackles. So for me... What I want to see from Rico is his. Uh, usually, Rico bears. He likes to get on the outside. He likes to back his spa, uh, pace and try and get around the outside of the players. So for me, I want to. I wanted to add that that other dimension. I wanted to be able to attack inside shoulder and outside shoulder. So he has Hunter Paisami um, guessing where he's going to go. So at the moment, defenders are kind of realise okay, he likes to go on the outside. So they're probably setting up defensively on the outside shoulder. So for me, he. I want him to see that inside shoulder and actually set them up, that make them look like he's going to go outside and actually hit that jam off the right foot or jam off the left foot and go on the inside. So if he can do that, defensively his game's sound. He's, he's got speed so he can get up out of the line and put some put some heat on the on the defenders. So, yeah, Rico, there was no other decisions. Braden Enel's injured. Jack Goodhue, be interesting to see how long he's got to go. And then Anton's uh, had a bit of a bang on the knee. So they couldn't go anywhere else there. And then they've got Will Jordan. Well, Will Jordan, this is this is his biggest uh, test of his career. He's coming in after a few few little matches last year in the Rugby Championship, coming off the bench, but this time he's starting on the right wing and had a great chat to him last night about what this opportunity means to him. And uh, this is just a, a great opportunity to, to branch or widen his ability to play two positions. We know he's an out-and-out fullback, and fullback is his position, and that's probably his desired position to play. But at the moment, they've got Damien McKenzie, Geordie Barrett, Bodie Barrett, uh, and himself and guy like David Harvillier who's played at fullback as well so he could probably slot in there so wing is probably the position where he is going to flourish and probably going to do well what he's good at he is so good at, at anticipating where the ball's going to be he, he, scoring five tries in that test match against Tonga and even last year when he came off the bench and he got three tries in about 10 minutes like he is a try scoring machine he is great on his feet he is uh, he has a great nous for where the ball's going to turn end up, and he knows how to score tries, and that's what you want from your wingers. So some interesting uh, changes that have been made, some exciting changes, and I'm looking forward to this test match, Baz. Wow, jeepers! How's about that for a synopsis <laughs> of, of the All Blacks and the tactical masterclass from Izzy? Izzy, I've got one question for you, mate, and yep. we've got to get up to the news shortly. Cool. So. Don't, don't talk as long as you just did then. Sorry. Even though so <laughs> um, but so in my my limited knowledge of rugby is in and around the breakdowns we were talking about, and you talked about that jackling over, and mm-hmm. and the, and to me the, the interpretation of the rules in and around that area, the contact zone, 
Well, if you look at the All Blacks side, you've got your two loose forwards, or two of your loose forwards have only played five and six games between them, and Akiraoni and Dalton Papali. And then in your midfield, which is also then uh, your required um, uh, your breakdown boys as well, with all the hit-ups uh, through the midfield, you've only got you got um, David Havili and Rico Awani, who is not a, an, an out-and-out centre. So you've got guys with not a lot of experience in there, and they're going to be in those key positions in and around mm. the breakdown. So that could be a, a potential weakness point for the All Blacks, perhaps? Uh, yeah, I know. He, yeah, so Papali here is very good over the ball, and then you got Adi Savia, who's so good over the ball. But I think, number eight, you probably get limited opportunities to probably jack over that ball and I know what you're saying with that midfield with David Harvey and Rico Yuan. Yeah, it's a new combination but the reality is how we're going to build combinations as you need to have to give them game time and, and build experience there. Um, the breakdown has gone away from the traditionally just leaving it to number sevens. You need everyone on that park to be good over the ball because if you give oppositions quick ball and lightning quick ball, they're going to punish you. And last year when Australia punished us, they got LQB and a guy like Nick White comes off the bench and just destroys them around that one, two, three defender. So everyone needs to put their head into dark places and, and jackal hard. Beautiful. More on that later. It is 7.30. Fascinating from Izzy Dag. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Beautiful stuff. Thank you, Trudy. It is 28 minutes away from 8 o'clock. Double eight, double three is the text line. Get in touch, and you could be sleeping pretty with a temper bed value to $10,000 for text of the month. And text of the week wins himself a lovely temper pillow as well. But it is time for our weekend choices poll. Choices flooring ultimate bedroom style guide. It's out now, so go have a look at that. Lads, it's Premier League time. I know there's so much going on this weekend, so it was probably going to be easy to leave off the run sheet, but we've got to get it in somewhere because we love our football here at SCNZ and we love our football here in New Zealand. The Premier League launches, and I want to stick up onto the into the weekend's poll, uh, the Choices poll. Who is going to be Premier League victors this season? And I want to know from you guys, do you, do you blow Manchester United. Manchester United up United. I loved it when Ronaldo was there. That's why I chose him. Wow. Them. Really? Yeah, United. United, man. Yeah, bud. Loves I it, didn't mate. see that coming. I thought you'd be more of a Man City man, personally. <laughs> nah, I'm a United. I like United, but they've been struggling for the last couple of years. They, uh, they've got a ton of cash, but they just can't seem to recruit any big rock stars. Well, talking of recruiting, how's about Chelsea? They've gone to the well again with Romelu Lukaku, who had played for them previously and struggled to score in 15 games for them. How's about this? Is This is your sort of bread. <laughs> 97.5 million quid for a, a year. A year or is that a transfer fee? But anyway, and it's a five-year deal that he has just locked away. So they are laying at the feet, uh, Chelsea, of Romelu Lukaku all their hopes and dreams. So you've got Man Manchester United. Yep. Man City are clearly going to be up there, there or thereabouts. I'm a bit more of a, a Tottenham Hotspurs fan myself. Right. Oh, tough, tough, tough news for you with Harry Kane going, eh, mate? Yeah, mate. <laughs> Not good. <laughs> Not good. <Yes. laughs> Could be trouble. Do, do, we, do we have to? Okay, I guess we've got a... Baz, do we have to put Tottenham in the poll then? I suppose we do out of respect for the skip. Yeah. So um, let's go Man City, Man United, 
Liverpool and Tottenham. Sorry, Arsenal. Sorry, Chelsea. <laughs> You've only got four pole options. But text on double eight double three further than that. That's on the Bears Nizzy for Breakfast Twitter, which there is also a lovely photo of Dwayne Bravo giving it plenty for the West Indies back in the day. So there you go. Have, go have a vote in our poll. And if you think we are completely wrong and none of those four options are going to win, text double eight double three. Who will be Premier League victors at the end of the year? Oh boy, I don't know. I, 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 at least at these hours, Baz, we'll be able to watch watch the Premier League because we're up so early. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I'm looking for yeah, That's right, actually. Yeah, it is early, isn't it? Anyway, we don't want to hang on about how early we get up. Others get up much earlier than us, and we all we do is come on here and talk absolute dribble and <laughs> get paid for it. So for three hours, we're not mate. whinging about our week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a joke. It is a joke. Anyway, <laughs> there was a the text from Ed. He said, Brendan, what was that hot tip again? I just got the back end of it. It was race five at Goldburn on Saturday. A horse called 720. Kiwi horse gone over there first start. Don't know what the odds are, but if the odds are good, then have a go. That would be what I'd say. It's coming up to, what, 7.36 in the morning. And this is an Izzy for breakfast. On SNZ, and we've got Colin Mainsbridge after the break. 19 minutes away from 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. It is Friday the 13th, but in the best possible way. And we've got plenty going on this morning, including in the next hour, we will be giving away our text of the week, which gets a, well, we'll be giving away a temper pillow, and that will be to the winner for our text of the week. So looking forward to that. But yesterday, down in the 03, where you reside, Izzy, some massive news for the region. Some huge news yesterday come out of Christchurch with the councillors having to backtrack uh, from adding an extra 5,000 seats to the Christchurch uh, new stadium. does wonders going forward. Christchurch, like I said at the start of the show, has been struggling for a few years now um, with, with anything. Last 12 years we've had to play at Rugby League Park. Look, in all honesty, it's a great stadium and, it, and it's, done, it's done its deed. But the reality is we were, it was about time for us to get a new stadium and uh, get in. So we've managed to track down a, an absolute champion. One of my old bosses, Colin Mansbridge, it will be one of the most popular backtracks in recent memory as Christchurch councillors voted yesterday to abort the initial decision to build a 30,000-seat stadium in the city. It's been a contentious issue for far too long, and the decision to go with the cheaper 25,000-seat option left much of the city and stakeholders scratching their heads. One person and organisation that will be no doubt thrilled and with this result is Colin Mansbridge, who is the CEO of the Crusaders. Morning, Colin. Morning, is how are you, mate? I'm very, very good, Colin. Mate, awesome news coming out of Christchurch. How relieved and hardened when you heard this was uh, confirmed yesterday afternoon? Yeah, or stoked is the, is the word I've been using. It's um, probably more important than, than the increased capacity as well. As is, I think the, um, the, the way the councillors behaved in the meeting and how they all responded, mm. they were very, um, very um, excited by... Um, you know the opportunity to go back to thirty thousand and not compromise on any of the amenities and facilities. So, so and it was fairly it was thirteen one in terms of votes. So, very very strong endorsement of of, um, of the project. So yeah, that was that was probably as exciting as anything because it gives us the confidence that this thing is actually going to get going now. What I'm joined by Bears uh, on the show as well. But what, why is this uh, so important for the city of Christchurch? Why was that? That um, thirty thousand seater, uh, well, so important. 
I think um, there's only a few events, uh, a few sporting events that would probably make it. Um, You know, the All Black Test would be one and maybe Super Rugby Finals. Mm. But um, as you start bringing the, the, um, the capacity of the stadium down, one of the things that was... Um, at one of the interim options or intermediate options was uh, 27,500 seats. And they started to talk about compromising on seat centres and some of the amenities to, to fit it in the 27,500 envelope. And the, the challenge with that is it's a bit like what we've done with Orange Theory. That was a temporary stadium. And so we made lots of compromises because it was temporary. Uh, so you, you know what it's like sitting in the seats there. It can be a bit uncomfortable when you compare it with sitting and seats somewhere else in the country. So I think going back to 30 and not compromising on the amenities, I think is really, really important. And both those things are important rather than just, you know, if you had 30,000 seats in a horrible stadium, then um, then frankly, it probably wouldn't be a very good idea. But 30,000 seats in a high-quality stadium, um, you'll attract people for all-black tests, Super Rugby finals, and hopefully we can appear in a few more of them. Um, and so, yeah, it's, and, and I think the other thing, you think about um, how many of the players that you've played with and that are around now yeah. who haven't had the chance to play um, a, a test match um, mm. uh, who come from this region. So I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, Colin, uh, bats here, mate. I hear the sirens going off on the background. I, I'm a bit concerned about Izzy being in the big smoke tonight as well. I didn't realise <laughs> the warnings had hit Christchurch too, so that's good to know. The country is across Izzy's movements. Hey, um, mate, what's the... What's the timeline on um, this project? When can we expect things to? When can we expect to sit in one of those comfy seats under the roof, watching an All Blacks test? Uh, kia ora, Baz. Firstly, and mate, I, I think um, that the timeline doesn't look too compromised by what's gone on in the last fortnight, and that's really encouraging. So, there's it's sort of end of twenty four. Um, uh, uh, and 25 is that we, we were starting to think that there'll be games actually being played. Um, one of the dangers is any little bit of uncertainty means the designers have to stop and, and reallocate capacity and resource elsewhere. And what that does is just chew up a week or a two or three. And every time you start chewing a week or two or three up, suddenly that turns into a month. And then a month takes you into the um, a month takes you into the next season. So. You know, people say, oh, it's only a couple of weeks, we're delaying only a couple of months, you know, and it's a big, you know, it's a 30-year investment. Well, when you've done mm. 10 years in a temporary stadium and you're then having to say it's another year or two because of a couple of months delay, it's, um, you know, I think the thing for us is let's get into the thing as quickly as we can. We're hoping we'll be playing 25 Super in there. Uh, Colin, are you able to give us some finer details of the actual layout of the stadium? Um, I know it's obviously a, a stadium complex, but is there things on the outside? I've heard stories of hotels and uh, sports, con- like a, a mall or things like that. Is, it, is, is there anything else that you could tell us about the, the stadium? So it's actually the, um, the, the very original concept when it was a blueprint project, it probably had more... Um, more sort of amenities around the outside incorporated into the design. Yep. Um, the one, the concept that there's there now is the, uh, you know, the three-sided bowl, stage pocket at one end, um, level one concourse gets you all the way around three sides and enables you to get in and out of the facility. Um, uh, uh, so the vomitries sort of take you halfway up the um, uh, uh, up the seats. Then um, outside the precincts. 
there's probably more private investment gone into the precinct than there has public investment in the last few years. So, and a lot of those people were there at the council meeting yesterday. You know, bars and hoteliers um, talking about how much money they'd already invested in the city in anticipation of this this venue coming along. So, um, the, the detailed design about what will fit there. Um, uh, Crusaders residency, those sorts of things that they're still to be determined. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Baz and Izzy for Breakfast, Colin. We really appreciate it and um, look forward to that project getting underway. It's going to be pretty awesome to have uh, a mean thank rugby ground to stand alongside Hagley Oval Cricket Ground down there and become a bit of a sporting <laughs> complex. <right>? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jeff. You've run a good show. Keep it up. Well done. Thank you. Cheers, Colin. Colin Mansbridge, the Crusaders CEO, and I love there is how he said we want to get this project going because sometimes we have all these ideas and then we never really get things up and running. So that's great to hear that we're going to rip, rip into it and there's going to be a bit of pressure applied to try and get things going down there. Uh, what's the time here, mate? It, 11 minutes too. Well, you got something before we jet off? Yeah, we've got a text message here from our good friend Goose in Christchurch. Morning, lads. I'm looking forward to the stadium. Orange Theory did its job, but it's terrible and doesn't get you out of the house. I've been to the new Bank West, and uh, and a nice stadium gets the casual fans coming back. Plus, location is going to be good. And I agree with that because I've heard there's obviously a lot of hospitality uh, bars around that whole arena where they're going to put the stadium. So the, the... the um, you know um, the bar industry is going to be thriving. So awesome, awesome news coming out of Christchurch. Can't wait till the new stadium is built, Bez. Yeah, no, you're spot on, mate. Because that was the that was the argument with um, the Auckland uh, stadium as well, wasn't it? Whether to they should build the stadium down on the waterfront and and surround it by, with the bars like they do in places in Australia, and it really sort of gets restaurants and bars and the whole hospitality sector. Flowing and it and it provides some great options for those who want to go along and watch sport. Well, that, that's the thing with Christchurch. We've already been hurt in the city with earthquakes. Um, we've had so much adversity going over the last couple of years. So this is a shining light for the the city of Christchurch. A new stadium, a new world class stadium, I must say, where we can hold events. Not only rugby, we can hold concerts. We can hold things like that. And I know people in Dunedin will be absolutely spewing that this is happening because we're probably going to take all their shows. So sorry, Dunedin. No, mate. See, this is where you don't get it. No, mate. It's just things are going to move. They're going to gravitate towards the South Island, and Dunedin and Christchurch are going to be able to host most of the events. So they're not going to have to worry about coming up here to the Waikato and to oh, sorry, the whole of, yes. whole of the North Island. Eh? Auckland's got enough going on. It's got you for the night. It's 10 to 8 on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. <laughs> oh, right, we'll be back soon. SENZ. Five minutes from eight on Friday the 13th, having a great morning here. With the Bledisloe Cup in Perth not possible, the caller of the month will win an All Blacks experience. Just be part of SCNZ by calling the Kenatai phone line 0800 150 811. Thanks to Ballpark Entertainment on SCNZ. That's right. This is the pretty much the last couple of days to win that All Blacks experience, and it's bled to tomorrow, Izzy. We're fired up, and Ben Smith coming up after the break, and he'll, I'm sure he'll be excited. He's very, very excited. I'll be It'll be great to chat to our good mate, Ben Smith. He's playing over in Japan at the moment with Corby. Uh, he's currently in New Zealand, spending a lot of time with his family. Uh, he's got another one on the way. So two goes to three. So we'll be having a great chat to the great man. But, yeah, Ranfurly Shield, Hawks Bay versus Otago. 
Got some great texts coming Chicago. in here. Hi, guys. Love the Shield games in the 80s as a 12-, 14-year-old Canterbury fan. Going to Lancaster Park, but highlight would be September 2000, going to Hamilton to watch the mighty Red and Blacks defeat the Mulu men to lift the Shield. Great weekend. Cheers, Jason. Oh, that's an hour of a story. And Baz, I've got one for you. Baz, do you remember the Otago legend David Ladder in 1994, Lancaster Park, challenging for Shield and have away and gave away a penalty at the death costing the shield. Feel for that guy today, man. He deserved to win a shield. Blood, sweat and tears for the union. Do you remember Dave Ladder? Baz? Mate, I remember that game. I remember that game like it was yesterday. Honestly, the the shield was so valuable for, for Otago folk growing up and obviously held a few times since, but it was a long time in between drinks and I remember that moment. I remember David Ladder he collapsed over the ball in front of the sticks, and then the conversion just knocked us, knocked us out of the, uh, out of the winning position for uh, for the shield. I remember it like it was yesterday. To be honest, is I was only 13 years of age, but I remember it like it was yesterday. See, that's that, the impact that the Ramfilly Shield can have. That's it, mate. That's it. Like these these kids growing up, you know, they'll remember these little situations like yourself. You you tell you can tell those stories when you're 13 and 14 year olds, and and that's what we love hearing. So if you've got any more stories about the Ramfilly Shield, keep your texts coming in. We love hearing it. The the history behind the Ramfilly Shield, what it means to these players, what it means to the people in these unions. I had a great text before, actually, from a guy in Buller who actually played for Buller back in the, the 90s, uh, I think it was. The text has gone way down. But back in the 90s in Grant Fox, uh, the Brooks brothers, you know, um, Zinni coming down to... to they, they took a, the, the shield on a tour and they went down to Buller and this guy said, look, they weren't going to win the trophy, but what it did for that city, the city of Buller... Um, you know, the town was humming and the fans were loving it, just absolutely, you know, seeing these superstars. So that's what it's about for me, Bears, when these big, you know, rock star unions go around to these smaller unions and what it does for the city, uh, that's what it's about. And that's what the Ramfurley is about as well. Yeah, spot on, mate. And hopefully one of the smaller unions, well, actually, Otago is a big union, isn't it, when they're comparing to, mm. to the Hawks Bay as well. So they're both pretty big unions in this day and age, aren't they? They are, they are, they are. And that's what it's about. Like, I think it was 10 years ago, Canterbury had it for about 12 years and they never lost it. And now it's been shared around. Uh, I think if Hawke's Bay, I've, I've spent a little bit of time with the Tasman lads, they haven't had a shield challenge in probably forever. Someone like Tasman, who at this day and age, I don't think, I don't, can't even remember. If you know this, this stat, let us know if, if Tasman have ever won the Shield. Send us a text on double eight double three, because the chat is if they hold, Hawks Bay hold it to round nine, I think we spoke to Andrew Goodman. If they hold it to round nine, they got a good chance of winning that that Shield back. So that's what it's about. Spot on, spot on. McCafe time for us is. Whew, we need that. Here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together, we are shaping and building New Zealand. Yotta and good morning. This is Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. It is Friday the 13th. Oh, Friday the 13th of August. And we have had a good morning, a couple hours of good crack, good fun, plenty of chat. We went to Trinidad and spoke to DJ Bravo. 
And that got Izzy up and about. It's not that he needs any encouragement as he's entered the big smoke for the weekend. We also just had Colin Mansbridge on the phone, the Crusaders CEO. And we've had some good chats, some great en engagement, actually, from all of you out there, too. The Ranfurly Shield chat has really got everyone going. And as you asked the question just beforehand, if the mighty Marcos had ever held the shield, well, no, Graham has come in. He said, no, boys, the mighty Marcos have never held the shield. As a Marcos fan living in Napier, I'm hoping it's still here come October 9 so we can take it home. Pins <laughs> up. Cheers, Graham. <laughs> Awesome. Unlucky, Graham, because it's going to the deep south <laughs> this weekend. No, it's not. And a man who might agree with me, I'm hoping he will, but, well, let's find out. It's a man you know very well as well. As... Yeah, it's time for now. It's time now for one of our McCafe coffee catch-ups. He's played 84 tests for the All Blacks and was a fine, fine fullback. I must say he will go down as one of the greatest fullbacks to ever play the game. A proud Otago man who even got a run for his club side this year, which we love seeing. We love seeing boys representing their communities. He'll be rooting for Otago, poor, poor Otago, all the way in the Ramfurly <laughs> Shield Challenge. Ben Smith, Ben Dar, how are you, brother? G'day, how's it going? How's things? Hey, Baz, how are you? Oh, well, you just Hello, woke man, up too, it. mate. You get some excitement in that voice, Baz. It's Ramfurly oh. Shield weekend. I mean, <laughs> Ben <Dar. laughs> Yeah, oh, it's exciting, guys. I'm pumped. I'm first. <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't sound it, Bender. Come on, mate. Have, I, have Otago mate, got a I, chance? You've got two kids. You know what it's like. I'm just coming off the back and trying to get them sorted. So I'm weaving up the deck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us. Let's talk about this Otago side. Have, have they got a chance to go up there? And, and what's your oh, thoughts that... on the Ramfurly Shield as well? It's a, it's a huge, huge shield that means a lot to, to the promises. Yeah, I actually trained with them, just trying to keep fit at the moment. So I went down and trained them from yesterday afternoon, and they're um, oh, they're looking good, as you're um, you're in a bit of trouble up there at the bay. So, oh, yeah, I think we've got um, real good, like our backline at the moment. There's a bit of um, like the likes of Freedom Vicolo yeah. and guys like that. They're pretty dangerous. So, um, yeah, but I think uh, watching the Taranaki game versus the bay, if we can sort of do the job up front. They can set a good platform, then we'll bring bring that round for the shield home. Hey, uh, without giving too much away, uh, look, I mean, you can, you can share as much as you want. What's your game plan? <laughs> Get out of there. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean, Vinda? Come on. The game plan. Keep it away from Smudgy Dixon. Yeah. Game plan. <laughs> oh, oh, he's put us on hold. Oh, Ben. Ben, you're he's just finding out what the game plan is. <laughs> yeah, someone's <laughs> rang him. He's like, "Oh, coach has rang me. I've just got to put him on on hold." Um, oh, can I share these details, Bears? I'm unsure. We actually rattled him with that question. It's a great stalling <laughs> tactic, actually. I might take that one on board. You're not quite sure. <laughs> Buy yourself a little Binder. bit of time. Binder, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? I think my big legs, buddy. Hit the buddy. Hold button or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. You're, you're not very tech-savvy. I've always known that. Anyway, no, no, Baz, no. Baz, what do you got for the great Ben Smith? <laughs> well, I'm just trying to work out if there's, I mean, well, we, there's Bender, there's Warren Lees, there's PJ Montgomery, there's Grant Robertson. There's Mattress, there's Carl Heyman. The list goes on and on and on and on. And it's all from a little school down in South Dunedin. There's a school called King's High School where they're building men for life. Is there a better school? Yeah. 
for there, the impact of New bad. Zealand being I still remember watching you, you having run around with those dreadlocks playing <laughs> teams, <you> know, buddy. <laughs> Take people's heads off. Oh, dreadlocks. Oh, we got to get a photo of that. Oh, don't yeah, do it. Don't do it. it We've somewhere. already gone down this here thing. Yeah. So when was that? So that must have been 99 or something. Would you, so what, what was form were you? I was 2000. 2000. Oh, that's when yeah, I went back so, to well, repeat you're yeah, you're doing a sports course, I think. <laughs> <laughs> What's he? <laughs> Just trying to get the dragon line, I think. <laughs> well, I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know this radio was as, as easy as what it is. So sort of <laughs> you just ring up all your old mates and shoot the breeze. How good's that? <laughs> yeah, that's lovely. Oh. Mate, what about what about the All Blacks this weekend? Bled us, though. Letters though too. What are you What are you expecting? Yeah, I thought uh, last weekend I I thought the Aussies actually played pretty well and they they really tested us at times. So um, oh, I I find that whenever we play Aussie, I think we always learn a lot from that first game, and I'll be mm. surprised if we uh, if we aren't a lot better going into this weekend. So yeah, I, I expect a wee bit more from us this weekend. And but in saying that, Dave Rennie must have that team fired up because they. Um, they were right up for that physical battle. Hey, we'll talk to you about uh, uh, Will Jordan, mate. He reminds me of a bit of a Ben Smith. He's pretty razzly. Well, what are you expecting young Will Jordan to come out and, and, and put on the park? He's a hell of a, hell of a lot better than me. Uh, no, I, it's not. Um, he, yeah, I just enjoy that. Like, you've, you've watched him over the years. Is he, he just seems to pop up in the right places. Um, he, yeah, he scores a hell of a lot of tries and yeah, oh, I'm excited to see him get a run. I thought, um, yeah, I was surprised to not not to see him last weekend, but um, yeah, awesome to see him. Oh, I suppose there's that many good outside backs, but um, yeah, awesome to see him get an opportunity this weekend. And yeah, I, I'm sure they'll they'll use him well, and and yeah, he'll get right involved this weekend. Awesome, mate. Also, and just before you go, what are you up to? When are you heading back over to Japan, and and what's the plan for the future? Ah, uh, yeah, good question there. Um, so yeah, we've. Oh, Katie's thirty weeks pregnant, so um, that means we're yeah we're, we're back in the trenches from about the halfway through uh, October. Yeah, um, and then yeah, I've sort of probably got a few weeks from then um, to sort of help her and the kids out, and then I'll have to sort of venture back over to Japan then, and and hopefully things are sort of starting to um, become a bit easier to travel between uh, New Zealand and Japan, and that I can uh, get home and see them at some point over that sort of. Months. Hey mate, you're coached by Wayne Smith. What's he like over there? Is he quieting down? Is he still bloody as tense as ever? No, no, no. He's, he brings the intensity. <laughs> he's uh, he's all go. He's pretty fast. I think he'll be heading over there soon. Actually, he's um, yeah, he's good for our club, and um, he's just got that passion uh, for Kobe Steelers and Cabelco Steelers. And uh, yeah, oh, we sort of missed him a bit last year. He had to um, he had a bit of a, a health scare, so he had to come home. Mm. Um, and we sort of missed him through the season, but I think, uh, yeah, he'll be a bit more involved this season. Oh, mate, you're an absolute champion, Ben Smith. We'll let you go swimming all that yen you're, you're making over in Japan and uh, give us a quick, quick score prediction. Hey, here, we go, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <let's> <laughs> we'll, we'll let you go swimming that yen, mate. No, we really appreciate your time, champion. Go Hawks Bay. 20 bucks on Hawks Bay. What do you reckon? Get up, Tiger. Hey, cheers, lads. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> awesome. Good there, man. There you go, Baz. Ben Smith, he's an absolute legend.
Yeah, that's a pretty decent McCafe coffee catch-up as well. Had a good laugh and a joke. What a champion, eh? Absolute legend. You guys get on quite good considering you took your place. <laughs> <laughs> you, had to, you had to bring that up, eh? Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the greats. I, uh, mate, honestly, honestly, it's, it's a, no, no, it's, it's, a great, it's a great conversation we should, be, we should have because it's one of those things, you know, we, everyone would uh, probably realistically feel like we should probably not talk to each other, but that's that's the reality of sport, you know. And you, you got a player that's of the classes like Ben Smith, and I wasn't playing well. He played fullback, but that's just the way sport goes. And and whatever happens on the field doesn't transition off the field. And and that's the thing that probably people thought is that that kind of because we were playing for each other's positions and and things worked out the, the, the way they did that there was probably that rift. But there's not. We're still friends off the field and. You know he's an absolute champion bloke, and like I said, he'll probably go down as one of the greatest fullbacks to ever play the game, which is which is awesome. Yeah. Uh, Cheers for stabbing me in the back. But only because <laughs> only because only because we had already chatted about this, and you had mentioned to me yeah. that you didn't understand why everyone thought there was this problem because you guys get on great, and, mm. and it's just healthy competition. You actually said as well that at the time he was playing better footer than you and he deserved the opportunity. So, 100%. Well, I was giving you an opportunity to just let everyone else out there know <laughs> that exact thing. So, as, anyway, I'm sure I'm not going to live down a few things as well, such as these dreadlocks. I want to see the dreadlocks, mate. When are we going to get a photo of these dreadlocks? They were terrible, mate. So I'll give you a quick story. So I was there. So I did my seventh form. I was, I was a co-head boy with my best mate, actually, while I was in seventh form. And then I was like, what am I going to do, mate, after I left? So I was like, oh, there's a cooking course and a and a sports course there. I might as well go back and have another crack at the at the uh, at seven form. So I went back and had another year. They went flatting at the time as well. Thank you, brother. Went flatting <laughs> at the time as well, and um, didn't really do much at school. Got the job done we did on the rugby field. But oh my gosh, yeah, that, was, that was about it. I've got a photo here. Are you? You've actually parted the dreads. <laughs> <laughs> it naturally falls that way. You know, you've had your own issues with them. Oh. I just got a McCafe dropped off as well. Oh, my. <laughs> did you have to use a lot of Dax wax? Yep. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did actually. A lot. It was no good for your skin at that age. Eh? No, yeah, that's the whole reason I went bald, I reckon. Dax wax ripped my hair out. Oh, well, they were cool back then. I mean, frosted tips, dreadlocks, short back and sides. The many phases of of our upbringing. Anyway, it's quarter past Baz, eight. Let's let's get some heat. Let's get oh. some heat back on Izzy. I feel like you're coughing it. Like I've got the man just for the job. It's time for a TAB live update. We've called in the reinforcements. Bet live on your favourite sports with the TAB app today. Paul Mawati is on the line, and allegedly the TAB are opening a book on what time Izzy gets home tonight. <laughs> To be fair, Louis, there would be no head-to-head on that market because we'd get absolutely taken to the cleaners. (laughs) Yeah, I think you're probably right, mate. I think you are bang on there, Paul. How are you doing on a Friday? Yeah, very, very good. Looking forward to a big, big weekend of sport. Uh, We've got any number of promotions going around. Of course, we've got the NRL multi-buster, and I'm hoping that uh, we're still live with our one, aren't we? We haven't kicked off yet, have we? Uh, Oh, actually, (laughs) that's... still going. That's the storm played last night, did they? They did. What was the score? Wow. Did I put them in? Yeah, 13 oh, over. No. We went 13 oh. overs. Uh-oh. What'd they lose? Oh, no. Oh, 
They lose. Let's, let's hope that the, let's hope the other three leagues get up then. What happened? Twenty six sixteen. So, so they won. Oh. They won, but they did. They didn't get up the thirteen. Oh, oh. Who picked oh, that one? No. Who picked that one? Let, let, let's move on. Who anyway, picked that we've one? Got, uh, <laughs> we've got. <laughs> oh gee. Sorry, uh, we've got bonus back on NPC rugby as well. Uh, we've got bonus back on the rugby championship. Both test matches in the rugby championship. Uh, but we've also got a same game claim on the All Blacks Australia test tomorrow night. So just place a four or more league same game multi and get a refund up to $50 as a bonus bet if your same game multi loses by one leg. And that's on the All Blacks test tomorrow night, kicking off just after 7 o'clock. Beautiful stuff, Paul Mawati. We'll be having plenty of action on that, as I'm sure lots of people will. Promotions in play and hundreds of sports markets to choose from. Visit tab.co.nz. Please gamble responsibly always. R18 at 16 minutes past 8 o'clock on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. We're here thanks to the Chemist Warehouse. Great savings every day. Coming up very shortly, we've got to give away our text of the week. And yesterday I got told for giving away prizes without permission, so we might have to have a bit of a voting panel in this little period here. Back soon on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. 21 minutes past 8 o'clock on Friday the 13th. It's Bledisloe 2 upcoming and it's Ranfurly Shield weekend as well, which is proving very popular with the punters, which is awesome to see because a little bit of the gloss might have come off it, but it's good to see that it is still there. Double eight double three is the text number. Get in touch if you want to win a temper bed for text of the month that's valued at $10,000. It's time to give away our text of the week and award that to our lucky winner. And I'll tell you who it is, boys after a lot of counsel and debate, heated debate during the break there. Perhaps I should take... It's, hi, lads. Perhaps I should take Guy My Putter. It will cover the other topic of the morning as my golfing buddies named it Stone Cold after the restless Stone Cold Steve Austin. <laughs> Cheers, Jason. That was great crack from Jason yesterday, wasn't it, boys? Yes. Yeah, that was gold. That was gold. See, you get witty, you, you do a good text, and you can win prizes. Pretty simple, really. Speaking of text, the text machine has been blowing up all day. And it's not just blowing up about the Bledisloe, which was, clearly was going to, but it's been blowing up particularly with the Ramfurly Shielders. Everyone is passionate about the Ramfurly Shield, aren't they? We've already talked about our passion for it, but it seems that everyone else has got the passion for it as well. You want to read through a couple of those texts? Yeah, got a great text here. In 1994, I was three. I grew up watching the replay of the game. One of the great Shield games. Unbelievable. See, there's another one here. Do you guys remember the Auckland versus Waikato for the Shield in Hamilton? Can't remember the game. I was a young buck, but the, but the through Mark Cooksley up over the crossbar to take the ball from the conversion, they changed the rules after that. That was a funny text. I remember that. You remember that one? I don't remember that. Yeah, they, they were missing a Y off the the. Mm. They, I was a young buck, but they threw Mark Cooksley up. Must have got towards the end of the... Because um, any more um, letters, it might have been two texts. So, you know, just trying to save a bit of cash. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I was actually, I remember that game, the Mark Cooksley one, where they threw him up over the crossbar. And so they must have changed it straight after that. That's that's good knowledge, that, actually. Um, hi, guys. Bloody love the new station. Interested to know your views on kid rep rugby, i.e. Ross Shield and Hawks Bay. Is he? I'm a teacher and have 13-year-olds near falling asleep in class, three rep trainings, two club rugby trainings, and one game per week. Only rest day is Sunday. Cheers, mm. guys. 
Jack, that's yeah. an interesting. Yeah, that's. What are, your, what are your thoughts on that? That's an interesting uh, conversation, Bears. Um, I was lucky enough to play Ross Shield. I know this competition. It's uh, five teams in Hawks Bay. You got Danny Virk, You've got Wairau. You got Central Hawks Bay. You got Napier, Hastings, East Hastings West. So that's six. Sorry, um, and you have got sides uh, that it's all through intermediate. So your year sevens and your year eights. Uh, no year, year five. Yeah, no year five. Yeah, year seven, year eight. Yeah, um, but anyway, you got to be under 56 kilos, I think, to play this competition. And the, the thing that he's speaking about is, is at the moment is there's a lot of kids that are probably two or three kilos over that, that weight barrier. And so what they're having to do is they're having to go train. And then after training, probably most of these kids are going to saunas, uh, going and doing extra classes to lose this weight. Um, when I think back to it, I had to do it when when I played Rothschild in my second year. I was probably, I think I was one or two kilos over over the weight um, weight limit, and so what happens? You weigh in on the Sunday, and you get to weigh in under fifty six kilos, and then straight off that weigh in, you can just go eat whatever you want, and then most of the kids will blow out to sixty kilos. They don't have a midweek weigh in. When I look back to it, uh, yeah, it's it's probably not. It's definitely not healthy. It's not healthy for these kids having to go uh, lose weight. Like my nephew um, Gabriel Dehar in Hawkes Bay, he's. He's already skin and bones, you know. He's so small already, but he's got to lose three kilos. So these kids are going into these saunas, doing all this extra training just so they can make weight. And that's probably a lot of pressure from from coaches. Definitely probably a lot of pressure from family members because this is, don't get me wrong, this is an un- unbelievable pathway for these kids to, to um, you know, uh, to, to better themselves in, in a rugby career. So it is a wonderful opportunity, but... The reality is, yeah, I just don't see the the benefits from it, from from having to to make weight. Um, they might have to raise the weight. Unsure, like there's a, there's a it's a balancing act. So if you weigh, uh, you know, raise the weight, is to, do that make it a competition fairer or what do they do? I don't know the challenges, but I just don't think it's it's healthy the way that they're going about it. See, I, I think there's two parts to that text there. Is I think there's that part, but then mm. the other part is. He's saying that there's so many trainings that yeah. the kids are falling asleep in class and he's a teacher. Yeah. Well, I'd say it's healthy. I'd say if you're tiring your kids out through sport, then that's mm. that's not a bad thing at all mm. because that, that means you're out there, you're active, you're, you're getting exercise done. I've got kids as well, and one of the hardest things to, to stave off is device time. And we're, we're, we're the, the problem there because, you know, us travelling the world, a lot of the time we want to take our kids out for dinner and... Um, just to try and be able to have a dinner together in a relaxed environment. So what's the first thing you do when you go to a nice restaurant and you've got your kids there, you want to entertain them, so you quickly give them their iPad yeah. to be able to get through the dinner so you can enjoy yourself and take an hour with, with your partner. And mm. and that can lead to some um, some then dependence on those devices. So I don't necessarily mind if my kids are tired out because of the sport yeah. and, the, and the arduous schedule. There's obviously a But what if it's fe- affecting the school? This is probably what he's talking about, eh? The teachers say these kids are falling asleep at school, so it's a, it's a tough balancing act. He's a teacher, so he's all naturally <laughs> going to want to slant towards the learning capabilities of kids anyway, aren't they? I mean, what, here's an idea. Don't make your class so boring for them if they're falling asleep. Make it more enjoyable. Put it back on you. Why is it the kids' fault? Have some fun. Turn the races on. They won't go to sleep then. I'll but, give you the tip. They'll be up and about. They'll be cheering them home from Royal Kaka. I agree with you, Bears. I want kids to play sport. But what what's grilling and grilling me at the moment is the thing with high school rugby uh, and these kids turning professionals before they've even, you know, be, 
become adults. You know, these 15-year-olds that are, that are going to these big schools and trying to become professionals before they've even lived. And, and that's one thing that, that grilled me. Like, when I look back to when I played, I loved school. I, I went to play high school rugby because I played with my mates. I enjoyed it. We didn't win, but that wasn't the be-all, end-all. I still lived life because reality is when you become a professional, you'd know this, it is your life. It is your life, and the pressures that come with it uh, you can't take those away from you. So when you're at school, enjoy it. Enjoy those moments with your friends. And if you're good, the reality is, if you're good enough, you're going to get picked. You're going to get picked in the end. So that's the one thing that 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 really irritates me at the moment. Anyway, <laughs> that's good, mate. I love hearing you talk with the passion when you get get onto a topic you really believe in as well. Like that's why when you talk the All Black stuff, it's just fascinating. When you talk about your family. It's fascinating, and then every now and then we find a topic as well which you really, truly believe in. So that's awesome. It's nice, especially on a Friday when your mind normally would start to wander, wander towards what you're up to later on this no, afternoon, or some, some, some rich golf course somewhere around the smarmy parts of, of Auckland. <laughs> well, I've just noticed on the screen you've tipped something over. We haven't even got to the Friday tipple yet. Look out, the wheels are coming off on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on, on SCNZ. It's coming up to it was 8.30 tea, on Baz. Friday the 13th of August. Absolute rubbish, it was green tea. Anyway, here's Trudy with the news for Kubota. Together we are shaping and building New Zealand. Thank you, Trudy. 28 minutes away from 9 o'clock, and Ian Smith will be there, no doubt, for us today. We're nearly there into the last furlong of Baz and Izzy for breakfast for the week. Double eight, double three is the text line. We've given away our temper pillow for the text of the week, but text of the month is still very much up for grabs if you want that $10,000 bed. 0800 is the Kenard's higher phone line as well. Get in touch with us at any stage. But it is time for the Choices Flooring weekend poll. Let's see what the poll results are at going into our weekend. The Choices Flooring Inspiring Choices Magazine. The ultimate bedroom style guide is out now. Download to download today. We always want you to have your choice here at Baz and Izzy for breakfast. And let's see what's been going on in the Choices Flooring poll Today, we asked who would be winning the Premier League, lads. Liverpool, Man United, Manchester City or Tottenham. And I can tell you, on 37.5%, the punters are looking towards Manchester City. Mm. Is that surprising at Mm. all there, boys? Not surprising at all, really. Um, What a man you get. Man, you got 15, so the lowest. Ah, the lowest, yeah, nice. Tottenham's there on... <laughs> what about the Spurs? 18% and Liverpool on 28. So Man City and Liverpool, um, well, they've been sharing the titles of late, haven't they? So, Kieran, what are you What are you doing, mate? What are you, what's that? What's that celebration for? Are you... I'm actually quite a diehard Liverpool fan myself, mate. You'll never walk alone, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Love that, then. <laughs> I hope you voted. What about, what, how's about the fact that Kieran's out of the back there with Joe and Kieran's made us all laugh, but Joe's actually the stand-up comedian. <laughs> Genuinely stand-up comedian. Come what on, a Jay. team we've put Joe, together. give us one. Give us a line, no, mate. No, it doesn't have a joke. Come on. No, no, you have to come. <laughs> you have to come to the Classic on a Wednesday night. Oh. <laughs> what, you want us to pay money to oh, come see you? Me. That's right. Exactly <laughs> right, you know. Under the lights. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> What's funny is your tattoos. Anyway, we're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Gee whiz. Uh, where was that? Love so where do we have to come to watch you? 
uh, at, the, we have to at the classic comedy club. Although I haven't done it much recently because uh, the early mornings are crushing me. It's hard to do. <laughs> oh, that. boo, boys, boo. Boys, oh, what? It's, it's, what? It's, it's hard to get up. You know, like at, at four a.m. after I've done a stand-up thing. At, you know, at, at eight or nine. Are you actually a stand-up comic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I have. I, I haven't done it. In, Mate, you push buttons. Come on. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I haven't done it in a few months because. Uh, uh, my whole thing was talking about being a virgin, and I lost my virginity <laughs> a couple months ago. So, uh, <laughs> 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 all right, okay, yes. all right, you can turn your mic off again. <laughs> we have well and truly lost our shape here, as Baz would say. What's happened to the show? Week four, we can't even get to the end of the week. My That's God, great chat. I love it. He's on this. Good oh. on him. Well done, mate. That was so good. Well done, Joe. Congratulations. Yeah. Welcome enough. to the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bez. Way to go. That's great. That's great chat. It is a great chat. Uh, we've got some things coming in about the Ross Shield, mate. We've got some great chat coming in from the Ross Shield. Here we go. As you know, Izzy, that Ross Shield is completely over the top. This is a big issue in the game. Junior rep footy, most provinces have got rid of junior reps. Hawks Bay rugby should follow. Okay, it's interesting, interesting. We text message here. Here we've got another one. As you know, Izzy, that Ross Shield completely... No, that's the same question. Sorry. Here we go. <laughs> so this is what happens when you try and make it from being a funny laughing studio <laughs> to trying to trying to make it serious. Yeah, I'm just for... making Texas here. <laughs> you I'm end just up reading, reading the same text Texas here. After the hand of God in the 94 Ross Shield Challenger Targa vs Canterbury by Richard Lowe, Richard Pockeye, Pulled the ladder and pulled ladder into the ruck in the ninth, in the seventy ninth minute, and Colin Hawke ref penalised ladder. Is that that game you were at, Bez? Uh, yeah, that was at the game. That was the game. It wasn't. Yeah, it was the Ramfilly Shield game. Richard Lowe. Yeah, he was a bit. He was a bit dirty, wasn't he? Got away with it a lot. Though. I think most of those referees were scared of him. But, yeah. Oh, let's go recap, eh? Laughing. Let's go recoup. <laughs> Recoup, all right. Crikey, Dex. I know. I'm not sure it's going to get any better because after the after the next little break, we've got ourselves a bit of a Friday tipple. Things could get really unruly here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SNZ. It's 24 minutes to nine on Friday the 13th. Oh, 18 and a half minutes away from nine o'clock, and we are having a ball this morning on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. So thanks to you wherever you are around the country listening in as we head into the weekend. Now, this is very exciting for us because when we started, when we launched the show, I, I found out about Baz and Izzy. They both had something in common. They had their um, life sentence blocks. They are both very high-achieving athletes that had done brilliant things on the world stage, and they both had a very, very particular passion for tasting nice wine. So we thought, why not on a Friday to salute us into the weekend? How do we leverage that? And how do we do something a little bit different? So with Headquarters Viaduct, the undisputed heavyweight hospo champions of New Zealand, we've got this. Uh, Well, guys, we've made it. It's time for the Friday Tipple. Oh, doesn't that just get you up and about a little bit as well? (laughs) Yes, it is Friday and it's time to just drop the shoulders of fraction on Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Uh, look, we've covered some pretty awesome things throughout the week and a couple of those just to circle back on the Monday, we were basking in the glory that uh, that is Tom Walsh. He is long with the shot put and short off the tee, but we had good banter with Big Tommy. Tuesday, we woke to the sad news of Olivia Podmore's passing and that's still sinking in for many 
and that will continue for a long, long time. Wednesday, well, we caught up with one of the biggest stars, not just in New Zealand, but around the golfing world, and that was Lydia Ko, as as he went deep into his contact book. And we also debated the merits of cricket at the Olympics, which Smitty tried to shut down a little bit later on, but more to come on that. Yesterday got a little bit weird, though, and we were talking greatest wrestlers of all time in WWE, WWF, and we paired that up with some of the best weird food pairings going out there. None better than some of the ones Izzy came up with. This morning we were joined by DJ Bravo, and what an honour that was, and how funny was it was the bender he was up and about too. So we've, we've had a, a few decent topics to talk through right throughout the week. We've been joined by some really awesome guests as well, but we thought with it may as well, while we get given a nice little bottle of wine, we may as well just sit around and chat through a few things. And I want to, at some point, after you've done a little... Um, sample of the wine um, Izzy, I just want to come back to that topic on T10 at the Olympics because I've got a little bit more to add but give us a little little update on what we're drinking today mate. Yeah mate, it's my honour today actually, this is quite funny and it's a really special moment for me to actually talk about this wine so we, we're going we're gonna to sample the Wooing Tree Blondie and it's from Centro Otago wine, it's, it's wine of New Zealand, it's a Wooing Tree Blondie from Centro Otago Cromwell it's a rosé, Pinot Noir Grapes, champagne colour. Tasting notes, notes of fruit, peaches, pears, a little taste of strawberry and wrapped in a hint of an early frost. So Baz, uh, this is actually really awesome that we've, we've chosen this wine and thanks to the team at headquarters for, for um, providing this wine. It's actually my late mother's favourite wine. Um, my wife at home will be able to confirm this. Mum absolutely loved Wooing Tree Blondie. She, uh, every time we went back to Hawke's Bay, she'd bring out her magnum bottle of Wooing Tree Blondie for the family, and we'd all sip on it. So, uh, yeah, without getting teary, it's, um, it's awesome to be able to drink this and represent Mum. So, bloody awesome, man. I, I probably won't drink it because I'll get emotional, but it's awesome. This is Mum's special drink, so whatever we sample, eh, for her. Yeah, mate, absolutely. A little toast to the glass. Mama is. Only a little quarter drink. Uh, Trudy, you want a full glass? <laughs> <laughs> Louie. Give some to Joe now. He's off the mark too. <laughs> <laughs> Joey, go home with some confidence, mate. Give me the whole bottle, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, none of that. None of that. Sorry. Just a sample. Just a sample. <laughs> no, good on you, bud. Good on you, mate. Hey, um, mate, that's, that's pretty amazing though, eh? Like, First time up Friday before and just yeah. happens. I couldn't believe it when I seen the seen the bottle of wine. It's uh yeah, it's awesome. Mum loved this drink, so yeah, we'll we'll rip into it and chat some T twenty at the Olympics, mate. What's what's your thoughts? Well, good man is. Um I'll let you sample that wine and, and toast to your mum. Um yeah, the T ten Smitty mentioned yesterday on the show and on a sermon that that cricket at the Olympics should not be the go. And I, I like the fact that this is why it is such a, a wonderful discussion piece. I think T10 cricket has a massive opportunity to be able to take the game around the world to the next level because I think it's such a hard sport to crack for a lot of those those emerging nations or, or different nations where cricket's not necessarily their strongest suit or it's not overly developed in those countries. T10 is quite an easy game to be able to gravitate towards because of the short nature of it. And you heard Dwayne Bravo earlier on talk about how strong the Caribbean boys were at playing the shortened forms of the game as well. Now, I'm not proclaiming that T10 cricket is for everyone, but I think it's a game which we can take to a different market 
Test cricket for me is still well and truly the pinnacle of, of our game. But we're so lucky we've got various forms of the game to be able to take to different different markets as well. There's no need to be able to commercialise it because there's clearly no money at the Olympics for mm. the athletes or the boards, but it could help to grow the game. It's going to be over a short period of time. I don't know about you, but right throughout the Olympics I watched and I thought the, the smaller events I really enjoyed, the, the shorter, sharper natures of them. Um, and I just think TT and cricket, you could end up getting it played pretty much over a weekend amongst all of those teams. So, but it's not for everyone, but neither was Cricket Max. Well, Cricket Max, we started with Cricket Max, then we led into T20 Cricket. Well, what T20 Cricket's done for the world um, has been nothing short of remarkable. It's allowed the other forms of the game to exist. So I'm not against it. I appreciate that maybe the older generation are... And that's the beauty of the discussion points around these things. So it was quite, it was quite good hearing. Um, it was quite good hearing Dwayne Bravo. Actually, we, we threw that question at him, and he was, if, like, obviously age is a factor, but he was right for it. Um, hearing him, his comments regarding it with Trinidad and Tobago, and what, uh, what actually the gold medal, the kind of appeal behind it. You know, he was pretty excited by the factor. But yeah, like you said, it's not going to be for everyone, and be interesting where the IOC goes to. Yeah. Uh, it sure will. And um, I also noticed, mate, while you're having a little sample of that wooing tree, I noticed old Ian Smith in the in his screen. He's got a cap on today, his old Smitty. He's got a little a little golfing hat on. He must be chasing a few free balls. <laughs> he definitely could be, and there'd be nothing wrong with that. Well, let's catch up with Smithy very shortly. Yesterday, oh, it was a trying day, but we'll, we'll have him there, the doyen, to take us through till midday. What an awesome addition of the Friday tipple. That is just a bit... That is weird, but it's awesome. Uh, is he that the wooing tree was your mum's drink? That's mm. great. I just think that's such a... The, the world works in mysterious ways. And Baz... Thanks, boys. T10, it, you know, it's not going to be for everyone, but I think your, your innovative way of thinking, it really lends itself to that topic. So awesome to hear about that. Thanks to the Headquarters Viaduct. Headquarters Viaduct being the best in making a great home for winners in life. It's Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Sleep on it with temper after this. Six minutes away from nine o'clock until we pass the torch to the great man Ian Smith. 0800 150 811 is the Kennard's higher phone line. Get in touch with Smithy, then Staffy, then Beaver and Ricardo Long into the night. A great weekend coming up tomorrow on The Good Oil. We've got Mark Clayton, Tana Walters joined by the goat of auctioning, Steve Davis. Isn't he a great man? Uh, Mick and myself on the mail run tomorrow. Grant Elliott, of course, and Daniel McCarty as well. But right now, it is time for Ian Smith. He's going to sleep on it thanks to temper. They've got mattresses, pillows, and adjustable bases which conform to the exact shape of your body for unrivaled comfort and support. Baz, do you have something for the doyen? Uh, I'm going to throw to Izzy shortly to do that, but I did have a question I was going to ask him that was on the text machine, but probably, thankfully, that machine has gone blank now because it was something to do with how Joe had lost his virginity and wanting to learn some tips or something, so... <laughs> I was going to get, I was going to get Smitty to talk us through that situation, but we've lo- sort of lost our shape a little bit on the show, Smitty. Um, throughout the throughout the day, we've kind of opened a bottle of wine. We've sort of had stand-up comedy. We've kind of chatted plenty of things about cricket and rugby, and I can see you're sitting there with your hat on, just going, "What are these blokes on about?" 
<laughs> no, the reason I've got the hat on, Baz, is because I've got a 12-20-7T off and I want to be ready for golf. I'm going straight out the door. Yes. So I'm, re- I'm actually ready for golf. <laughs> I've even got the golf That's shoes on, can you believe it? So I'm straight out the door and straight out to Bridge Park. So... But having said that, there's another reason I have the, the golfing hat on for a golfing team today, because number two son, Jacob, Linda's fan. I heard this. Holden one. I heard Holden this, Holden one on the 16th oh. yesterday at Bridge Par. Yes. And that, believe it or not, is around 40 years ago, I holding one on the 16th at Bridge Par. Now, how good's that? There you go. Oh, that, how good's that? I actually got sent a message yesterday about that. Um, yeah. We Jake got a bloody hole in one on the 16th and you got it 40 years ago. How awesome is that? How's the golf game going, Smithy? He had a nine iron, had a, had a five iron. <laughs> <laughs> good God. Uh, the game, no, the game's average. Is he? The game is average. I'd be getting shots off the pair of you, which is good. You know, I'll wait for age. I'd be getting shots anyway, but um, just on ability alone. I'd be getting shots, so I'd be happy to take him too. Oh, to take them. Well, but, you know, I mean, you know, I, I, one day I, I just settle for like um, Tapuki and places like that as opposed to Tara Iti, uh, you know, the hills, Jack's Point. <laughs> and I'll, I'll just play at Tutai Bay and, um, you know, Flaxmere and some of those other courses around the country. I'm actually, I'm actually yeah. playing at the at Bridge Park next week. i uh, got the lead in Hawke's Bay, which is a Hawke's Bay versus Auckland competition from our Lindisfarne friends. So look forward to getting on the on the track with uh, with the lads. But I want to ask you about, we've been talking about the Ramfurly Shield, a lot of chat about Hawke's mm. Bay, Otago this week in the Saturday. I want to ask you the question for Temper Sleep on it. It is... Does the Ramfurly Shield still still hold all its aura? I want you to sleep on that and and, and go over the weekend and come back Monday and let us know your thoughts. Um, but what do you got coming up on the screen uh, on the show for you today, uh, Smithy? I was going to say is if if Hawks Bay keep it um, over the weekend against Otago, it'll have magnificent aura. Um, but if they lose it to Otago, who gives a damn? <laughs> really. <laughs> 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 That's my short answer, but I'll think I'll sleep on it. I got Friday, uh, Saturday, three nights to sleep on it, so I'll try and come up with a better answer than that. Hey, what have we got today? Uh, Sir JK, Sir JK, of course, um, man of many hats and um, yeah, good hats as well uh, on the rugby, of course. But the other burgeoning issue that we've got around the country at the moment: depression and 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 our top sporting people and. Uh, that's his field. It's his field of expertise. Luke Jacobson. So we're going to go in the all, inside the All Black camp. Nice. Uh, Luke Jacobson coming off the bench tomorrow night. So uh, we're going to be having a quick chat to him. Uh, go to the Christchurch City Council. Phil Major hmm. on this uh, new 30,000-seater stadium is. Yep. Uh, going to the back of the boat. The back of the boat for the men's eight. Tom McIntosh, uh, gold medal winner. Uh, also um, a local lad from uh, Hawke's Bay. And then we've got uh, two lovely ladies on the panel today, Bernadine Oliver-Kirby, Kimberly Downs. Look forward to that. Um, Louis the Muppet at uh, around about <laughs> 5 to 11. Brendan Popperwell oh, uh, from the TAV. Uh, and the man who put, who was famous for putting the steed in between the horns is back calling rugby league, Jason Costigan. Oh, yes. Uh, so I've got him after 11 o'clock this morning. There you go. Awesome. Busy, busy, busy. Busy, busy show, Smithy. Awesome work, mate. Mm. Oh, fabulous. Fabulous, Smitty. Well, thank you very much, mate, for joining us. Good luck for your tea time as well. Hopefully you can go out there and drop one in the hole, just like uh, just like your boy has done. And uh, we're going to go and have a bit of good time as well. Look out for Izzy up in Auckland, everyone who is in the big smoke. I wonder what weekend. the odds are, Baz. Thank you, to, thank you to all of our guests on Baz and Izzy for breakfast this week.
It's been a fun week. We've talked some serious stuff along the way. And we've got some big sports to watch over the weekend with the Warriors, the All Blacks, the Ramfurly Shield, and plenty of other things going on. Huge thank you to our team, um, to Louis, to Trudy, to Kieran, to Joe. Thank you very much to all of you. From all of us here on Baz and Izzy, my great man, for breakfast on SENZ. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.